The following program is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The views expressed are those of the panelists and not necessarily those of the sponsors, Broadway Media, or any school district, their respective managements or employees. Geekshowpodcast.com, welcome to a brand new episode. Hi, it's Carrie. And warning, warning, this is our uh, Han Solo movie deep dive. It's filled with spoilers. You have been warned, all right? If you have not seen the Han Solo movie, A, what's wrong with you? B, don't listen to this episode unless you've seen Solo, a Star Wars story. We're going we're gonna to tear it up, and then we're going to do some broken news and tear it up again. No, we liked it, actually. That's a spoiler, all right? <laughs> and we're going to tell you why you actually liked it, believe it or not. Uh, so that's coming up. Stand by for this episode called Solo, a Spoiler Story. Uh, also, I uh, want to thank our sponsors, of course, for making this possible. Dr. Volt's Comet Connection, they're open seven days a week. The hold service is free, and with that, you get a 10% discount on purchases over $20 or more, and the previews catalog for free. 2043 East, 3300 South in Salt Lake City, Dr. Volt's Cabin Fever, of course, with a great selection of action figures, toys, lunchboxes, and duckies. They're located in the heart of Trolley Square at the corner of 500 South and 700 East. They just got some lava lamps in some big ones the genuine lava lamps uh, and dave wanted me to tell you about cabin fever so much more than a card store the twin sons cafe of course Uh, chef daniel now serving breakfast and lunch every day but tuesday he describes the food as americana with a southwest mexican influence he can be accommodating to all diets he wants to serve you a good wholesome meal at 2305 south highland drive in salt lake the twin sons cafe Also, Black Velvet Boutique up there in Clearfield at 293 South State Street, blackvelvetboutique.com. They're open seven days a week. They're not a porn store or novelty store. They're a valuable sexual wellness resource for grown-ups who enjoy or want to enjoy sex. They also have free sex education workshops. Haster Games helps pay for this party. Haster Games is located at 6831 South State in Salt Lake. They're open 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Monday through Saturday and noon to 5 on Sundays. If you like the D&D and the Magic the Gathering, you're going to love Haster. It's a great place to stay and play. Also, the Park City Culinary Institute in Salt Lake City. Uh, you can train to cook and bake with master chefs who have opened Michelin star restaurants, cook for the James Beard Foundation. They've been featured on the Food Network. Learn more about their 4-, 8-, and 12-week programs. Financing is available on approved credit, and you can use the GI Bill. Mention X96, the station I work at, when you enroll to receive a free all-clad pot valued at $200. That's info.parkcityculinaryinstitute.com. Also, Peter Pan the Vampire. It's on Kickstarter until uh, July 12th from Utah creator Gary Brantner. The story is simple. Peter Pan's a vampire. Yeah, it's a look on the details for the Kickstarter. At kickstarter.com, search Peter Pan the Vampire first issue redo. All right. That's all of our party people taken care of. And now we're going to get to the brand new episode. Again, if you have not seen the Han Solo movie, don't listen to this episode. You could skip ahead to broken news. I doubt we talk about it there. But, uh, yeah, just you have been warned. So uh, we'll take a quick break, and we'll be back with the episode Solo, a Spoilers Story. Please to enjoy. 
If you love to play games, especially board games like Dungeons & Dragons, Magic the Gathering, or Pokemon, you'll love Haster Games. Not only does Haster carry the best selection of all the latest board games and Magic products, they buy pre-owned board games and Magic products too. Haster Games is located at 6831 South State in Salt Lake. They're open 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Monday through Saturday and noon to 5 p.m. on Sundays. It's a great place to stay and play. Well, let's see what's happening at... Dr. Volt's Comic Connection for the month of June 2018. Superstar writer Brian Michael Bendis has arrived at DC Comics and is launching a new Superman title, Man of Steel. What new threats will Superman face? Which of his old villains are waiting to strike? Be sure to pick up Man of Steel to find out. Marvel returns to business as usual with three new titles starring old favorites. Look out for the new Thor, Immortal Hulk, and Tony Stark, Iron Man. If you're a fan of these summer blockbuster movies, go on in and pick up stories featuring your favorite characters. Dr. Volts has a huge selection of graphic novels starring Deadpool, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Han Solo, you get it, a whole lot more. Open seven days a week. The hold service is free, and with that, you get a 10% discount on purchases over $20 or more, and the previews catalog for free. We'll see you next Wednesday, 2043 East, 3300 South in Salt Lake. Dr. Volt's Comic Connection. Peter Pan the Vampire is on Kickstarter till July 12th from Utah creator Gary Brantner. The story is simple. Peter Pan is a vampire chased by a newbie slayer that discovers all fairy tales are hiding among us. The Kickstarter fully funded and finished except for the thank you page with your name on it so you're guaranteed the comics. You can even advertise your comic, comic shop, or whatever in the book. For details, check out kickstarter.com. Search Peter Pan the Vampire First Issue Redo. Oh, welcome to the basement. Yeah. All right. We were upstairs a second ago. Yeah, we were. We at a sandwich. Now we're downstairs. Delicioso. We shared two sandwiches. Kind of like a sandwich. That was a giant oh, sandwich. Those two giant sandwiches. sandwiches. Uh, very good. Uh, yes, uh, so this is warning. If you have not seen Solo, A Star Wars Story, A, what's wrong with you? Yeah, go yep. see it. Don't listen yep. to goddamn internet trolls. Yeah. Uh, uh, B, we're going to talk about the movie. It's spoiler-filled. Yes. All right, because we're going to talk about what happens in it. So you we're have been talk about the movie and the plot, but points. not about Deadpool. You have been warned. We're we will not be talking about. We already did that last did that. week or Infinity War. Or, yeah, because we did, we that, did that like months ago. <laughs> All right. <laughs> or Adventures so, of Babysitting. So this is our... Aw. Well, <laughs> if you guys want to talk about it, we can. <laughs> so so this is the deep deep dive, just so you know. Dip-a-dip-dip. Uh, we're, uh, we're going to be calling upon Lee George Cade for his vast uh, and ancient knowledge. God, I hope he shows up. Of uh, Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> Lee George Cade, everyone. Hi. Hi. I like Star Wars. Yes. Yeah. It's uh, you have th- four PhDs in Star Wars. There's too many Star Wars. Oh no, no, no! There's nowhere near enough. So I, I do have a PhD in uh, prequelology. Yes, I have a PhD in postquelology, mm-hmm. uh, uh, original trilogy, and offshootology. I have uh, oh, and actually, and I have a master's in animationology. Yes, which of, will which of, we will of, be of the Star War. We will be tapping into because that. it all ties together. It does it's all a big? Uh, thing. I also uh, should put out a, a forewarning that uh, I'm going to get some stuff wrong here. And uh, if your um, mouth-breathing, knuckle-dragging self wants to debate that, 
Relax, it's just a fucking podcast. Oh, shit, and it's just a movie, too, Lee. It's just a movie. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah, so it's relax. It's fun. Relax. It doesn't so, change your life, stupid. And I'd say, while you're listening to this podcast, you might be thinking to yourself, I sure am hungry. Yes. I would like some vegan jerky, because, damn it, my cholesterol level's really high. I need to cut down. And as you know, plant-based foods don't have any cholesterol to them. It's just not there. So you can uh, look up Fresh Vegan Foods. We're on the Etsy's. And on Etsy, if you were to put in the uh, code, Geek Show says, hey, we'll give you 10% off and free shipping on orders of five bags or more. Or if you're in Salt Lake City, just drop by our shop. We're in the corner of uh, State Street and 1300 South. I'll be dancing in a giant tofu costume. Oh, all right. <laughs> what, are you, what are you doing there, Shannon? all the popcorn ones. Uh, nope. No, I'm not. He's sorting. I'm, set, I'm getting any Jelly Belly that it cannot possibly be. Uh, buttered popcorn flavor. See, and buttered popcorn is my favorite flavor. They're I fucking here. hate it's it. It's delicious. Save it for me. Though. Those blue ones, for some reason, have other things written on them. What do they say? Belly jelly. It says kiss. Kiss. Because if I if I bite into a um, buttered popcorn oh, thing, I'll, you, I'll, I'll, I'll burn your fucking house down. That's my favorite <laughs> flavor, is buttered popcorn. I'll, burn, I will, I'll fucking burn your house. And these I'll marshmallow burn. things are bullshit, too. He's I'll burn gonna, down the building. Yeah. He's going to burn my house down. He's Shannon Barnes. Stop and. looking at me! Um... <laughs> What, Drunkasaurus? <laughs> so, hey, I do a... No, I should probably... Here, let me pay attention to the podcast right now. There you go. That's um, all we ask. <laughs> hey, I do... Hey, buddy. Hey, lady, buddy. Buddy, ladies, and pals and pals. Come to my goddamn pub quiz, man. I think you should change the name of it to the goddamn... To the goddamn pub quiz. Pub, pub quiz. Yeah. Do it with Brian Young. Talk about Star Wars. <laughs> that guy is a Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, it's fun. You might learn something. Been writing lots of questions about animal penises lately. Mm. Lots of fun questions about right. that. Why? Some are forked. Some, some are, are forked. Some are barbed. Some have actual uh, bone in them. Some of them are corkscrewed. That's true. Pigs. Mm-hmm. Yep. Pigs' dicks look like their tails. Isn't that fun? It's fun to learn, huh? There you fun. Go. It's fun. <laughs> I don't um, fun. <laughs> you know, it's like a 13. Great place. Great burgers. Wednesday nights. Wednesday, oh, that's that's important <laughs> fact. And at, at eight o'clock. Eight o'clock, eight p.m. Uh-huh, yeah. uh-huh. Boy, it's just it'll change your goddamn life. <laughs> so come there. Did it change your life, Jimmy? No. Fuck that, it did. <laughs> <laughs> it hasn't changed his life. Aw. <laughs> but he has fun. Jimmy Martin. Hello. Watchman KSL, big blue mouth off. You can read me in Slug, also a Geek Show and Mediocre Show. Uh, I hope you enjoyed Samuel Jackson say motherfucker last week. I don't think he's gonna say it. <laughs> oh, I can smell the shitty ones in here. Stop touching every jelly bean. Just take a handful. This is it a lifeguard of jelly beans? <laughs> you want to eat jelly beans that have been touched? No. See? He doesn't want you to touch the jelly beans. He's quad T. <laughs> Leave the jelly. Just take. Just put your hand in. Grab a couple jelly beans. None of this digging around stuff. Right into your mouth. What's the matter with you? My hands are clean. I just washed them, bro. Oh, I don't believe you for a second. <laughs> no, I, I totally... After a I'm giant a... dump. <laughs> Check me out on Twitter, at Quad T Tony, or uh, always here on The Geek Show or on The Gadget Spot every other week with myself, Jaron, and Owen, or and a special mystery guest, Shannon, for the love. <laughs> I think he's serious. He doesn't want you hand- manhandling... I think you're fucking up his jelly beans. <laughs> manhandling the jelly beans. <laughs> you are the worst. Uh, yes, he is. Actually, he is, yeah. Are you right. licking him now? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Shut up! Ah! He drove yeah, like a thousand miles for that thing. Just, you just reach in, and grab some, and you put them on the table. Well, finally, we find the thing that makes him crazy. 
After eight years, we find the thing that makes him crazy. Tony's breaking point. His breaking point jelly is belly. manhandling all the jelly bellies. Mm-hmm. You know uh, who's not going to drive a thousand miles for jelly belly? Our host. Yeah. I, I don't think you do it. I won't do it. Gary no. Jackson. Oh, thank you. He might fly a thousand miles though. Uh, <laughs> Monday through Friday, six to ten. Uh, X96.com. <laughs> I have ordered uh, cookies from New York. Yeah, have you? Yes. Yeah. Was oh, that a mystery? Uh, it to was the recipient. It was uh, no. It was. Uh, I heard they were really good. Yeah. They weren't. They weren't. I mean, they were good, but they weren't. Really you know, good. Sh- let's order them from New York. I'm gonna make you some cookies. Good. Yeah. I went to that place called Chip. Yes. In town. Yes. Jesus Christ! It's like eating a fucking cake. Exactly. And delicious. Yeah. <laughs> and they'll deliver. I'll deliver. Don't tell me what? that. Shit. What? People delivering cookies now? I'll bring yeah. you cookies. Oh, yeah. They're terrific. See, everything's going to be okay. It will be. <laughs> everything's fine. There's cookies for everyone. I was All like, right. damn it. Huh? I know someone makes great cookies, and I'll bring them to you. You will. Yeah, and you'll cry while you eat them. Oh, they're, no, they're good. Just because I'll be yelling at you while you're eating them. Like I've, had your, I've had your cookies. I, I went there on a chocolate chip day. Yeah. It's like some national. Every guy fucking day has a day. But uh, I walked in. I go, oh, it's like one. They go, Mm-mm. No. That's not what we do that's here. That's not how it works. It's Gotta $11. $11. You have to buy a box of four. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> and each one, no shit, is like a cake. They're wow. massive. But they're delicious. Anyway. They uh, have snickerdoodles? No. Nope. They only have one kind. No, they got two. Oh, they do. What? Okay. The Biscoff. Oh, the Bischoff cookies. Yeah. yeah okay. I thought they just did well, chocolate chip. Well, they just do chip. chocolate chip cookies? Yeah. Yeah. Delicious. Yeah, and people tell me I don't have enough variety in my shop. Exactly, right? <laughs> All right. I, Lee, I think I, I ran into the wrong business. I should have opened a place that just sells one cookie. <laughs> Lee, I could eat your cookies all day. Damn it, I wish you would eat my cookies all day. Is that a sex term? It gives now. <laughs> all right. Giggity. It gives now. Did, did you introduce yourself, Carrie? I did. Okay. Yeah, I was kind of slid in there. Steamrolled. <laughs> like Corks, like it was corkscrewed in there. Like, like a, a pig dick. Like a, <laughs> like a cookie-eating monster. Yep. All right, let's begin. You have been warned. We're going to spoil the solo Han Solo movie. So no, no we're going to enhance it. It, it. Yeah, we're that's it. Mm-hmm. We're enhancing your enjoyment of yeah. the Han Solo movie. Uh, let's uh, let's begin. So you have been warned. If you have not seen it, turn off this thing. Yeah. Spoiler alert: He does not die. He does not do, die. Do, 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 do you guys do you guys want to talk about general things? Or do we want to go straight to questions from the from the listeners? Uh, let's oh. start with general. Let's start with general things. Okay. Um. Now, in our review, we we liked it, mm-hmm. and I can't remember if it was you that said this, but I, I think it's 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 well done. Um, of course, it, it is. It's a good Star Wars movie. <laughs> it's a phenomenal. Like I said Star Wars it, man. Movie. It won't be your favorite Star Wars movie. It, I know some people who it is their favorite. I, think, I do oh, too. Okay, yeah. But it's it's a good Star Wars movie. Yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of people who have uh, and and we've talked about the kid factor on yeah. this, but uh, I know that. Uh, while I can see the faults of the prequel movies, I also had very small kids, and those kids didn't care that there were some issues with the movie. They exactly. Saw, they saw a fucking Space Wars exactly. movie, and they lost their minds. All of the parents that I've talked to that have yeah. taken their kids, yeah. all of them have said they lost their fucking minds. So it's just fun They loved fuck. it. When the movie opens on Corellia, yeah. it's, uh, and they did a great job of making them look like they were in their mid-teen years, mm-hmm. um, and... And you have a speeder chase. You have speeder cops. You have you have corrupt dogs. Uh, corrupt imperial officials. You've got snake people that get burned by light. You yeah, got, uh, and that's just like the first six or seven minutes. Yeah, and that's not a thermal detonator. That's a rock. Yeah. I just made a clicking noise with your mouth. I, I, I forgot that about that. <laughs> and it is phenomenal. It's just this. Uh, just and and if you love Star Wars, which you've always kind of wondered, like 
almost every Star Wars movie aside from Rogue One has had that whole Jedi aspect yeah. to it, yeah. right? The Force is not at work in this movie. No. no. There's not a single Force wielder in it. Even Rogue One, well, there is one single Force user in it, hmm. but even Rogue One, you still had Chirrut being guided by the Force. Mm-hmm. There's still that mumbo-jumbo mysticism Yeah, he was able on. to weave his way through the yeah. firefight and until, not get Until hurt. his time was done. Yeah. But holy crap, this movie just is, it's it's like, okay, I like to, I like to game master role-playing games, right? Yeah. The Star Wars role-playing game is one of the hardest games to role master for precisely one reason. Somebody always wants to be a Jedi. Yeah. So what happens when you put, it's, it's the why Hulk can't be in Civil War problem. Yes. You can't bring your God-level characters to a street fight. Right. Because then it's no longer a street fight. Exactly. It's a, it's a god fight, and, and civil, everyone else forgot to bring and, gods. And Civil War was a street. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So you have that problem with uh, with any Star Wars story, is that the story is going to be about, if you're going to complain about uh, something that happens in, uh, say, Last Jedi, uh, the story is about the Force wielders. Everybody else is a supporting character. Yeah. So they might have interesting stories, but the story is about Rey and Luke and Kylo. Well, That's the story. I, can I interrupt yeah, for just a second? So... When I was a kid, my favorite character was Han Solo. Right. And then right before this movie came out, I was like, what the fuck? What do I know about Han Solo? Other than he's cool. Not, I mean, I've, not I've, a whole lot. You didn't know a god. I've heard, well, I mean, I've heard extra universe right. stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like, honestly, what canon thing did we know about Han Solo? Well, Actually, you knew nothing. You knew not one you goddamn the, you thing. You knew the, the, 12, well, the 12 parsecs. You, you yeah, walked exactly. into a canteen and he's like, yeah, I'll give you a ride. Well, now, yeah. I had heard that he was uh, uh, learned to fly in the Empire. In the Imperial Academy. I had heard that. But that was never canon. It was never canon. Right. I had also heard that uh, he rescued Chewie, and therefore Chewie owed him a life, life debt. debt. Also uh, never canon. Never canon. Yep. These were the things I heard, but they were like pre-internet fan theories, and that the well, and they they had been uh, they'd been written into the lore in the expanded universe. Yes, uh, but one of the things that started with Dave Filoni with with Rebels and with uh, and especially with Clone Wars is they started solidifying, and actually we should probably start with that. Uh, okay, the, let's the, go there. The old expanded universe was a fucking mess. Yes, and I know a lot of people out there have. Have held desperately onto elements of the expanded oh, universe that's that they love. Childhood. You know cra- can I say what cracked me up? Mm-hmm. Is I read, I think I've read one expanded universe book, mm-hmm. and it was a Lando Calrissian one. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Where he went with his robot, his robot co pilot, and they went after some pyramid. Right. Right? They fucking kind of mentioned that book in yeah. the goddamn movie. I was like, yeah. <laughs> well, then, and, and L- you know? L3, his his robot co-pilot in this, is is very heavily influenced by his old co-pilot in the, in the old Han Solo books, or Lando Calrissian yeah. books. But what what Disney did that was really smart, and I know a lot of people out there hate Disney, and, you know, your your hate is making you weak. Yep. Um, but what they realized is that the old expanded universe was a mess. It was a giant clusterfuck. And anybody who's read uh, The Courtship of Princess Leia knows exactly what I'm talking about. That's one of the few I read. Yeah, we don't need to come up with a <laughs> secret reason why Han Solo's Corellian royalty, nor does C-3PO need to sing a song at the wedding. <laughs> oh my God. What? Yeah. yeah, yeah, that happened. Yeah, Are you but what serious? that book did yeah, give us was that's da- in character. Yeah. That gave us Dathomiri Night Sisters, and they were these uh, force wielding witches that rode rancors. Well, you said three C-PO, C-3PO sang, sang a song. Was it "Bring Two Corn Dogs"? To no. no, this was before Anthony Daniels discovered. <laughs> yeah, he used to he used to call them pork fritters, but he, he changed. <laughs> pork fritters. Yeah. Anyway, so the sisters. So they, you, so that's kind of one of those things is where you get a guy like Dave Filoni when he's doing Clone Wars. He goes, okay, well, 
you know, this 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 expanded universe stuff is a mess. It really is a mess. There are elements of it that are kind of cool. So how about we make uh, Darth Maul? Uh, Lucas never intended for Maul to just get cut in half and be over with. His story was actually in Clone Wars. But let's have the Zabrak be from from Dathomir and have the Night Sisters rebuild him. And no, we're not going to have him riding Rancors. Nor are they going to show up to fight Luke. We're just going to bring him back because it's a cool element. And uh, Grand Admiral Thrawn, they bring back in Rebels because really cool story element. Let's bring that. So mm-hmm. that's that's why they flushed away the old canon. But with that goes things that we've taken for granted for forever. So the the Wookiee life debt. It's yeah. it's even in like if you read the the original Star Wars Visual Dictionary, it talks about. Chewbacca's life debt. Yeah. Well, they kind of flirt with that in this movie, but it's not really known if it's a life debt or not. I mean, it's like... like Han saves him. Han saves him, but the, like, there's never this like moment where... Uh, where Chewbacca where, says... Like, I owe you a life debt. Yeah. Right. You know, uh, and him saying, you don't owe me a life, life debt, debt, buddy. buddy. Right. <laughs> but I do, buddy. And that, and that kind of gets into things like, you know, um, we, we need to remember we, we lose our way in this stuff because we get so immersed in the minutia of our fandom that we kind of forget where some of the minutia came from. So a lot of mm-hmm. people were really, really upset with, uh, with Last Jedi because they didn't really explain how Rey becomes so incredibly powerful. I don't well, and, and, and the backstory on Snoke because, mm-hmm. God damn it, we had so much Bal- uh, Palpatine backstory. Well, no, you didn't. No, you didn't. On the no. movies. And, and let's not forget that moment in Return of the Jedi when lightning shoots out of his hands. We didn't know he could do that. No, nor did we know who We he, didn't care. He's, yeah. You, you, we you, said, oh, fuck, he's killing Luke. Have, you know? have, you guys, have you guys ever seen like the memes that where uh, people are pretending like the internet was around? <laughs> when, when like yes. Return of the Jedi yeah. and... And yeah. Empire Strikes Back comes yeah. out, and they kind of do like, what? So he kissed his sister? This has ruined it for me forever. Yeah. Or You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> who can believe, really, that Darth Vader is Luke's dad? George Lucas has ruined my life. You know what I mean? And it's just like, <laughs> and it's the goddamn truth. You know? they, they, they overthink it too much. Well, not only do they overthink it, but they kind of forget where, where that where that great heavy knowledge came from in the first place. Mm-hmm. It's from the books. It's from the comics. Yeah. Uh, so I just got done reading The Last Jedi novelization. Guess where Rey gets all of her powers from? Where? Well. Jesus. No, from Snoke. <laughs> Snoke kind of fucked himself in a grand way. Why did he make her? Why did you show up? He, uh, he, he joined her mind with Kylo Ren's. Kylo Ren uh, started it in, in Force Awakens uh-huh. when he's probing her mind. She doesn't have any Force powers yet. She doesn't know how to use the Force. Right. And then all of a sudden she starts pushing back. All of a sudden she's reading his mind. They already set it up in the first movie. They just it's didn't. A two, ex- it's they, a two-way street. Yeah, they, they, they just they, they just didn't explain. They like trained her unintentionally. Right. So Snoke is like, oh, they've got a connection. Cool. I'm gonna fuck with him now. And every time Kylo shows up to her, and starts messing with her. She's getting the same shit back from him. So by the time that big fight happens, that big back-to-back fight, she already knows everything he knows. She knows all of his powers. She knows his fighting stances. She knows all of that shit. It's already in her head. Right. And because the Force needs to balance, there was no balance. The dark side was in control. Luke could cut himself off. We're not even talking about this movie, and I'm still fucking defending Last Jedi. <laughs> I love Last Jedi. <laughs> I do too, man. So, it's right, my favorite anyway. Star Wars movie. So you yeah. get you get the situation now where we're we're caught up on this life debt. I didn't see the life debt. The life debt didn't happen. That's that's canon. It was never canon. It was hinted at, but Chewbacca gets somebody who helps him out. Great Shriri Ruck scene where Han's trying to speak Wookiee. Treats him with respect. I treats him with respect. I yeah. love the fight scene. Yeah, mm-hmm. where, we, where we first meet Chewie. 
I love that scene. We've it's, never been able to see Chewbacca like this. We've never yeah, seen Chewbacca exactly. truly kick ass. Right. Well, you know? In the one scene, he rips the guy's fucking arms off. Yep. <laughs> and he's like, whoops. Yeah. <laughs> Did I what, do that? What should I do with these? Yeah. Until they actually showed Chewbacca, when they said the beast is down in that pit, do you guys know it was Chewbacca? I, I did. I did. I, I had, had no idea. I, because because I, I knew they had to meet at some point. Yeah. Yeah. But then the other tragedy hit me. And it really just I know, sunk I know me where you're going. Bad. He's the beast, and I think, oh god, it's going to be Chewbacca. And then the thought they hit me right after that is, we've seen their entire relationship from beginning to end. Hmm? We've seen. Oh, we've oh, seen the beginning. Oh, yeah. well, we have seen. We've seen the beginning seen, and the end. We've seen. Well, yeah, no, and we haven't seen the, the middle, middle part, but we we've literally seen from the minute they met until. Now that until, now that's an interesting thing. I thought you were going to say something else. I thought you were going to say. Wookies eat people. Yeah, I was Wookie, well, that too. Ewoks, just, if Ewoks can do it, why not? Yeah, Wookies? I guess so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ewoks so, eat people. Yeah, so those helmets didn't empty themselves, buddy. Well, well I, and don't you remember <laughs> them being placed over the fire and and oh, and that one that yeah, one they're, they're gonna fucking eat them. They're gonna be fucking hot. He was singing. Right. Yeah. That's right. They eat people. <laughs> anyway, sorry, <laughs> but, those little jerks. But I mean, going back to Force Awakens, I mean, the the, the growl that Chewie gives mm-hmm. right when he, you know. Yeah. Tosses, <laughs> tosses on yeah. off that fucking bridge. But then, like, just meeting him for the first time and, like, talking Wookiee with him, like, you're like, yeah. ah, god damn it. I think, that was I think, so I think that life funny. Debt, the life debt probably happened. They just didn't stop the movie to say, for the same reason why Snoke didn't stop to give a, yeah. a, a monologue yeah. about right. where he's like, from and yeah. why he's... Maybe that's part of Chewie's culture, and, well, and he just yeah. goes, the, the this only... guy saved my shit, and yeah, the, I'm with the, him the, now. The, the mention that we get is, is when Han translates, and he says, I don't understand if he's saying... He has family or a tribe. Oh. Right. Uh, that line, uh, that and, stuck out to and me. And Harrelson says, what's, what's the, the difference? What's the difference? What's the yeah. difference? Which oh, holy shit. That, hit me, that yeah. hit me harder than anything in Guardians 2 did. Oh, well. But the same theme. Harder than right? Baby Groot? No, your family is your family. And your family's <laughs> not necessarily the family you're born to. So. He, just, he just keeps poking me. I, yeah. I love to poke. <laughs> but, um, but the other thing to remember is, is, is this is very clearly the setup of, of a series of, of stories. This was the first part. Well, whether it's a trilogy or not, I hope. I, I hope, but we may not have seen if there is a life debt. We may not have seen that incident yet. Yeah, and maybe it's not going to happen on camera, or maybe Chewbacca's life debt is. Holy shit! I was bored in that fucking hole. Thanks for coming and getting me. You're well, kind of entertaining. Let's see where you go. I think yeah. he like yeah. Well, he, not only he that, was like, he was like abused and he was yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. covered he, in shit. He helped I mean, save him out of that. But the other thing is, a life debt for a Wookiee to a human is like, eh, I'll spend the next little yeah, bit of my life. I'm with already you. Yeah, right, I'm <laughs> he's an adolescent at 200. Yeah. So. yeah, and and then the other part of it might also be, um, you saw how quickly he took to Ray. Right, all of a sudden he's Ray's co-pilot. Yeah, he's Ray's co-pilot. He's helping Ray out. I think there is something about him that is very protective. And when he found Han, he's like, "This idiot's going to get his ass shot." Yeah, off. this he so, needs he needs yeah. my help. He's got a good heart. He just yeah. kind of needs to. <laughs> he's he a little to, stupid. He needs to grow up a little <laughs> bit. So, um, Chewbacca is like the most pure character in these movies. I'm what? telling you right now, I've had arguments about who's better, Han or Lando, and I go neither. It's, it's Chewbacca. Yeah. Chewie. He stole his movie in so many ways. Yeah. I don't know the actor's name. I know it's not Peter anymore, but. Yeah, well, he's still he's still listed in the credits as a consultant, though. Is he? Yeah. Oh, is he? Oh, that's nice. Yeah, so he's, yeah, the the kid. I think he's Swedish. I'm probably yeah, wrong on he's that. Like he's like a basketball player. But, but, yeah. Yeah. Like I, I, and I just love it. It's like because even as a kid, it's like, how's this guy know what that Chewbacca is saying? You know, mm-hmm. and the fact that he we see him speak, uh-huh. Chewbacca Lego. <laughs> we we had a question about that. One of the one of the he's listeners wrote in. Uh, why does why does everybody seem to know Wookiee and R two D two and all these different languages and you know why why do so many people on this planet know 
Russian, English, and Spanish. Or, yeah, it's a, it's it, you're growing up in a galaxy. Right, you're, you're gonna you're gonna pick shit up. And he also, uh, you know, Han and, and, and he speaks it badly. Uh, but he like speaks the so translations he are so it's funny. Great. He speaks yeah. it like I speak Spanish. I, yeah. I would I would get arrested for asking where the bathroom is in Mexico. Mm-hmm. Donde está el biblioteca? No, no, el library. library. You don't want to pee in there. No, yeah. el baño. That's uh, why no, I would get arrested. To, you ever been to the library? Han and Han and Ray are actually a lot alike. They both grew up on on basically fucked over planets. Yeah. And if you're a street kid, uh, you get kids in in uh, in basically high crime uh, trade towns. Mm-hmm. They learn whatever language they need to learn to get by. So I yeah. bet you he speaks a, a lot of Huttese as well. Probably. <laughs> well, he, and he did. Apparently yeah. he, he can. Or right. understand it anyway. Right. By, by Jedi. And, by, and yeah. yeah, we know he's a good shot. We know he's a good pilot. Mm-hmm. Uh, we still haven't had all the. We we know that his last name isn't Solo. Yeah, that uh, was so great. I was, loved it. That was pretty cool. That and was. I've uh, heard yeah. so many complaints about that. Oh, really? then cool. That's what, so what? stupid. Like he was ripped away from his family. He's got no family. He's been like basically a slave. My last name wasn't Cade when my family came over. You know, I I've heard so many people complain. Wait, so some random guy gave him that name, yeah. and I'm like, well, why is that? Why does that? My, Why does that not work? I don't understand. My, my family's surname is Kadansky. It was shortened to Cade by a guy in Ellis Island, and so that's literally what that was. It, it was, was an Ellis Island. It moment. was his migrant story. He's going yeah. out into the universe. Oh, you're by yourself, solo. So yeah. So let's. Yeah, exactly. That happens so yeah. much. So oh, so you, just so just yeah. This again. It's, it's just the nitpickiness of fucking exactly. People, dude. I'm just like, I sat in that movie and I was just like, this is a fun. Heist movie, roller coaster mm-hmm. ride. It's funny. Well, and 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 let's talk about that. Uh, mm-hmm. I thought that uh, you know before we meet Lando, uh, we get uh, Woody Harrelson. Yeah, is introduced. God, he's just and he's can so that guy good. be bad. And he, and uh, Tandy Newton. He's taking yeah. oh. the uh, Garm Bell Ellis character from the Grand Admiral Thrawn books, the 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 uh, Smuggler King. Yes, mm-hmm. and so they kind of it's not that character, but that's very much what he was. Kind of, and he yeah. killed Ara Singh. Which is just one of the best That's little a, Easter and eggs. And what a great little throwaway yeah. line. Ara Singh. No, no. I don't know who that is. He didn't kill her. The huh? fall killed her. The fall killed the fall her. Killed her. <laughs> so Ara Singh is a bounty hunter that you see for two seconds in Phantom Menace. She's, yeah. she's bald. She's completely white. white. And she's got a top knot. Oh, okay, okay. She's in five or six episodes of Clone Wars. Cartoon, yeah. Yeah. Mm. And uh, like she steals Slave One from Boba Fett. And she's, she's a cool character. But what a great little throwaway for fans of Star Wars. Yeah. Anybody else in the theater? No big deal. No. Hey, I, I hear you killed John Schmidt. Cool. Whatever. No, the fall killed him. Yeah. Well, it's, <laughs> it's just like the mention of them working with Bosk. Yep. Yeah, exactly. I was like, I know who that is. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's now, that lizard one, guy. One of the things they've done canon now is we know there's we know there's quite an animosity between Bosk and uh, Chewbacca. And we also know that Trandoshans hunt Wookiees. That's their sport. They like mm-hmm. to hunt Wookiees and take them to their hillbilly hunting planet. Uh, that's out of Clone Wars. It's and called Alabama. Alabama. <laughs> yeah. So it's a nice little, nice little hunting lodge. Uh, they, they, they did do a lot with the old canon to bring it back. And the, I know a couple of people have been a little distracted by that because they mm-hmm. were fans of the old EU. And every time the movie said, okay, well, we're going to bring back some canon, like Terrace Cassie. Yeah. Now, see, I was going to bring that up. Yeah. Because I'm one of the few people who fucking love that game. Yeah, Star Wars was, Masters of Terrace Cassie on uh, the PS1. It was, a, it was a Star Wars fighting game. It was like Street Fighter with Star <laughs> Wars characters. It was Street characters. Fighter with Star Wars characters. But Masters of Terrace it was a style of fighting. Yeah, there, was a, there was a, a reanimated... Oh! 
There yeah. was a there was a character named Arden Lynn with a robot arm who was a master of Tarascasi who had been brought out of hibernation so that she could fight Luke. And that's that martial arts that, uh, yeah, that Paul Bettany and taught Kira. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And so, uh, the, the, and in the game, there was my favorite character was a sand person named Whore. Yeah, he rode a badass <laughs> speeder bike. Yeah, yeah. He had a speeder bike, and he was yeah. he was a yeah, he had the gaffy stick, and he could fight with it. He was just, was, he was a great. And when he won, he would do that. And Throck with his giant. But giant I loved it. That was thrown at me. I went, I, I, I. right. And that See, was a little. Like, how could people? shit on this but there's actually so much love of star wars in these movies well that's where that's where they're you know if you're saying that you got kind of you got kind of smacked in the face by by the old expanded universe stuff that they were kind of skirting up to what they're doing is taking the stuff that worked and bringing it back Mm -hmm. so we've been seeing this with rebels for years now where they're like okay we're gonna make oh god they did it in solo they actually debuted it originally in uh, Mm -hmm. in rebels where he's talking to the conscription agent about, yeah, I want to be a pilot. And in the background, the Imperial Death March is playing on a recruiting video. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I saw that, and I was like, <laughs> how does... Right. How the, that's their music. Yeah. I fucking love that. That's their <laughs> national anthem. I did, too. <laughs> and that I happened in an episode of Rebels that's where they decide right. they're going to have an Imperial Day parade, uh-huh. and the stormtroopers are marching down the road, and they've got all the troop transports, but they're playing it like they're playing it like a patriotic march. Wow. So it's got all the drums it's, and the flutes. It, it doesn't sound sinister. That's, the John Williams version is not... It, it, that's sinister. Yeah. Their yeah. version would be proud. So oh you realize gosh. that would be like if Rammstein covered the national anthem for people in Iran right now. <laughs> They'd be like, oh, those evil Americans. Look, their anthem sounds so sinister. <laughs> now the one movie that was referenced, most people didn't catch it, mm-hmm. is tattooed on my leg. Did you catch the Back to the Future reference? There was? Oh, yeah. What? When he's flying the Falcon... He goes, hang on a second. This guy showed me a move. Mm-hmm. His name was Needles. And he, he hits the fucking... <laughs> oh, the million fall. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> and so it's fucking Needles. It's Flea's uh, character from Back to the Future. But there's a Star Wars character named Needles, isn't there? No, there's threading, according there's to our, threading the needle. According, I don't know if there's oh, a okay. character named Needles. According wow, to our friend Brian Young, he asked uh, one yeah. of the authors about it. And he goes, yep, you yeah, got so it. It's, it's like, and some people, have, some people nice. have complained. I saw one of my favorite complaints about the movie is that uh, some of the stuff was all over the place and needed to get better writers. Hi, it's Lawrence Kasdan, Academy Award writer. And uh, his writer, son. And his son. Uh, tag the guy and that wrote fucking Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, he knows Han Solo better than anybody. Yeah. So some people were saying, oh, it didn't feel like Harrison Ford's Han Solo. It never was Harrison Ford's Han Solo. It was well, Lawrence don't you Kasdan's change after 20 years? Yeah, that's yeah. the thing. He has he to would. grow in Christ. He'd right. grow up. Yeah. Right. Carrie, you've known me for over t- 20 you've, years. You've, you've grown I've up. definitely changed. <laughs> you've <right>? grown up. <laughs> Uh, now we're, we're, we're Tag and Bink in the Tag and Bink. Their their speaking lines were cut, but they were in the movie. They were in the so movie. So they are okay. uh, two two Imperial agents at the spaceport that were standing back to back at a at a data processing hub. Okay, and one of them was Jake Kasdan. Um, All right. So, but they didn't have their speaking parts. Uh, but you know, yeah, they're they're in the, they're in the book again. Tag and Bink deep dive. Yeah, it's exactly. all their fault. Comic book. Yeah, yeah. Dark Horse did uh, Tag and Bink, and Tag and Beak are dead. And yeah. uh, so. One of them was actually in Boba Fett's uniform when he fell in the Sarlacc pit, and uh, oh, that's how they explain. Yeah, but he got out. <laughs> <laughs> they're just they're just bumbling idiots. Like it's it's all Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are well, dead. Well, let's uh, let's do uh, you know our, our thoughts on it, and then we'll we'll come back after broken news and we'll answer questions. Okay, because I know it'll get deep with the whole Darth Maul thing, and that needs well, to and, be explained. And we do need to correct one thing. Yes. I, I'm I'm going to say to anyone who wants to talk about Darth Maul. He's hasn't been Darth since Phantom Menace. Okay, I got it. Maul. Okay, I say Darth Maul for reference. Gotcha. Yeah, just for reference, so people know who we're talking yep. about. Rule, just... rule of two throws that one right out exactly. the window. Uh, but anyway, the, the the movie itself, I think that uh, 
I I didn't uh, I didn't give it enough of a chance, and I went in with my own baggage, mm-hmm. and I think that's that's why I liked it, but I didn't love it. I I'm betting that on my next viewing, with can, all with all the knowledge that I have now, I can almost guarantee it. If yeah. you watch it with me, you're gonna probably be bruised because <laughs> I I smack whoever's next to me while I'm screaming. So, uh, but yeah, it's better than the internet is letting you know. It's right. everything that's right with saying. Star Wars. Yeah. Like I like L three man, what a, what a great character! Yeah. Oh, terrific character, and that oh that reminds me because it reminded me of a line mm-hmm. with three PO. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. Was, I think it was in Empire, where he says to Han Solo, "I'm not quite sure what dialect your ship is speaking, or your your ship speaks a weird language, oh. but I think it's saying." And that now. That oh, line yeah. pays off. That and not only that, now. not only that, this has been in the works for a long time, because having just read the novelization of Last Jedi, mm-hmm. there are three droid brains plugged into the Millennium Falcon. Mm. There's three of them. They're constantly arguing. The only thing that they can agree on, because BB-8 is talking to all of them, mm-hmm. the only thing they can agree on is their universal hatred of 3PO. <laughs> and then Which one is, of them, I also share that. And yeah. then one of them, in particular, is really big on gossip and uh, juicy stories about people's love lives. So they—that's that L three. That was that'd be L three. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll uh, we'll get to more of this. We're going to take a break. We'll do some broken news, and then we'll come back with more of the deep dive of Han Solo the movie. After these messages, we'll be right back. Talking about sex can be uncomfortable, and you know it shouldn't have to be. At Black Velvet Boutique, they believe there's no shame in sex or wanting to be educated about sex. Black Velvet Boutique is an all-inclusive, judgment-free shopping environment. They emphasize positive relationships between partners and with oneself. Black Velvet Boutique, they're located on 293 South State Street in Clearfield, Utah. You can go to blackvelvetboutique.com or give them a call, 801-525-1583. They're open seven days a week. They are locally owned and operated, staffed by some really cool, fun, compassionate, and caring women, Dawn and Leah. Very supportive, very passionate about making sure that uh, their customers have a positive experience. You're free to shop anonymously or engage with any of the Black Velvet Boutique staff. They're interested in building honest dialogue and relationships with their customers and helping people make informed choices. Black Velvet Boutique is its not a porn store or a novelty store. It's for grown-ups who enjoy or want to enjoy sex. Black Velvet Boutique, huge advocates of self-care, which is about understanding your body and sexual needs and desires. Visit them at their store, 293 South State Street in Clearfield, or call them. Ask them about their free workshops, Black Velvet Boutique. Hi, I'm JD. I'm Peterson. This is Spencer. And we're the 3-Bit Gamer Show, where we fight about video games. No, we don't. Yeah, we really do. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes and follow us on Facebook at 3-Bit Gamer Show. Pants are optional. Peter Pan the Vampire is on Kickstarter till July 12th from Utah creator Gary Brantner. The story is simple. Peter Pan is a vampire chased by a newbie slayer that discovers all fairy tales are hiding among us. The Kickstarter fully funded and finished except for the thank you page with your name on it so you're guaranteed the comics. You can even advertise your comic, comic shop, or whatever in the book. For details, check out kickstarter.com. Search Peter Pan the Vampire First Issue Redo. With a great selection of action figures, toys, and a whole lot more, Cabin Fever is so much more than a card store. Did your recently out gay dad just graduate with a Master's of Film Studies at the U? 
Well, I'm certain that Cabin Fever will have something for your dear old dad to mark all of your gay dad grad needs. Since opening their doors in 1982, Cabin Fever has provided Salt Lake City with unique gift ideas and continues to keep doing so. Located in the heart of Charlie Square at the corner of 500 South and 700 East, stop in, browse the walls and aisles filled with hundreds of vendors' products from vintage lunch boxes, jigsaw puzzles, and unique coffee mugs to shot glasses, gag gifts, magic, and of course, rubber duckies. Celebrating more than 35 years in Zion, it's Cabin Fever, so much more than a card store. Tell them Geek Show says hey. Broken news. Welcome to it. Hey. Oh, this is the uh, the uh, solo a spoiler story. Yeah, episode. I missed. See, I missed this. I've been missing. You it. missed this one. I missed a lot of episodes. I'm sorry. This I, was this was the deep dive on Han Solo. Yeah, the government the government making me work all the dang time. Fuck the man. D- well, I can't necessarily <laughs> say that. I, I mean, it's just like it's it, it's. I, I disagree with the man. <laughs> Uh, I strongly disagree. With <laughs> I, uh, Let I don't... me vo- vocalize my displeasure yeah, for the man. For, for the man <laughs> and their associates. Yes, that's funny. <laughs> uh, joy- joining me for broken news, of course, Jay and Cat. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Uh, I'm great. And and we're going to do broken news, and then you got to tell us about the project that you're uh, working on right now. The All right. Yeah. Podcast. Cool. Uh, all right, raise a glass. I warned you. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, I all warned right. you. All right. To to, 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 to whom two? this time? Every, it's someone every week. It's someone every week. To Matt Guitar Murphy. Oh, okay. I did see that one. I did mm. see that one. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Blues okay. Brothers. Blues Brothers. Blues Brothers. Yes. Now, now known for the Blues Brothers yeah. band, but really legendary Chicago blues artist. Mm-hmm. Uh, goes way back to the '40s and the '50s. Right. Uh, he worked with Ike Turner. He was a member of Junior Parker's Blue Flames. He worked with Etta James, James Cotton, Willie Dixon, Sonny Boy Williamson. Uh, famous for the Blues Brothers. Yeah. But, I mean, okay. if, you, if you go, specifically, if you go to rollingstone.com and search his name, they bring up a couple of uh, videos of him in the 50s. And just amazing finger work. He's mm-hmm. just astounding. Just such a good guitar player. And so, uh, yes, Matt Guitar Murphy. That one was for me. <laughs> All right. Well, okay. There you go. That, that, that's not, that, that wasn't so bad. That wasn't so bad. But there we go. Well, I'm used. I'm used to those those uh, those ones where you have like a, a, a guy that he was he was the, the he played one of the tentacles in Audrey Two for Little Shop of Horrors. <laughs> like like you you always have that. I'll pull out an obscure one now and yeah. then. But that I'm just like, all right, thank you. Very, very important in my life, the, the, the Blues Brothers Band and the guy who ran the tentacles. Yeah, the I'm company. sure of it. All right, let's begin with uh, the weekend box office, as we like to do. Yeah. Man, The Incredibles 2. I, oh, excuse still, me, yeah. Incredibles 2. Yeah, we still I, haven't seen no, it. I keep no, saying the. I, you know, I get yelled at if I say the. Really? Oh, yeah. Incredibles 2, record-shattering. Really? 180 million domestic, which blew past all expectations. I mean, they yeah. were expecting it to do well. 
but not that well. But they were. Oh, what the fuck? Yeah, is that like that's is it, them Black Panther numbers type? It's up there. Yeah, yeah. I, like. I haven't got a comparison to that yet. They've been mostly just comparing, uh, comparing, comparing it to other animated films. Mm-hmm. So, Pixar Finding Dory was the previous champ with a 135 mil opening. So it not only beat that record with 180 mil, it scored the eighth biggest opening of all time. Wow. Eighth? Yeah. Damn. That's how people love these I mean, characters. Yeah, well, it's just, you know? I think it's just a nice, well, we, now there, there's way more superhero films. It's 15 years later. You mm-hmm. know, like, yeah. Well, was all it we had. 15 years later? Yeah. Ago? Like, yeah. all we had back then was what? X Men, really? Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. We, we didn't, yeah. Well, we didn't have the Marvel Universe. Right. Yeah. So it was what, 2000. Four, 15 years? Yeah. Yeah, there that. wasn't much. We had the Batmans. You we, know. Had, we had a Batman. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> we had one. And uh, But, like, that, that's about it, so... But it it, uh, it blew past Beauty and the Beast uh, at 174.6 mil uh, to boast the biggest debut in history for a PG-rated title. Uh, overseas, it did extremely well. Mm-hmm. Uh, 51.5 from its first 25 markets for a global vow, a bow of... 231.5 mil. Uh, in many markets, Mexico, Australia, Russia, it posted its best openings to date. And it wasn't just families that were going to see it. More than 31% of all ticket buyers in the U.S. were adults without children. You know, people like you and me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the IMAX theaters brought in uh, 14.1 mil. It did well, is, is the point of this story. So... They're theming the roller coaster out in California, the California Adventure. You know, the California Screaming Roller Coaster? Yeah. They're redoing it. It's the same coaster, but aesthetically, it's going to be based on The Incredibles, and you're going to get a new soundtrack. That's and, crazy. You know, all kinds of fun stuff. I'm so, cool. so you're like, all right, now I'm with that. So, yeah. Another big one Avengers Infinity War crossed $2 billion globally. Well, damn. Isn't that amazing? Two billion. Yeah. Two billion. Uh, it's, it, it, what a time it, to be alive. It, I know. It's, it, it, and again, if you had 15 years ago told me that yeah. this was going to happen, I'd say you were full of shit. Yeah, this, the, the guy who ran the tentacles in Audrey 2 would have been like, no, you're full <laughs> of shit. Uh, so here's how it sits. Avatar with uh, 2.788 billion. Uh, so we got a ways to go for that one still. Uh, Titanic, $2.188 billion. Force Awakens at $2.068 billion. So it looks like Avengers could eventually beat Force Awakens. Which, again, if you'd have told me that, I, I'd say you're that's, full of shit. That's still... You're like, beating a Star Wars movie? No way. Yeah. I, I actually... Uh, yeah. Okay, today, real quick. Yes. Because you just brought up Avengers. I yes. had to say, we went swimming today and... Mm-hmm. My son told a, a, a great Yo Mama joke. He says, uh, Yo Mama's so ugly, Thanos had to snap twice. <laughs> That's a good one. How did I miss that? <laughs> That's a good one. I must have been underwater. Uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, mm. yeah. Better write that one down to trademark it. it was a boy. I was like, what? Loki Jr., mm. better get on that. Yeah. All right. So here, I got to admit, the broken news this week is all businessy. Yeah. It's pretty much all businessy except for a couple of things because yeah. there's a lot of shit going on in the business. Well, there's that one thing that I text you about. Yeah. And uh, we're going to get to that. Yeah. But uh here's here's one that's I'm 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 sad and and kind of concerned about. 
because Disney was going to buy Fox and we were going to get right. We were going to get Avengers versus the X Men. You know, yeah. we were going to get Eventually. that shit and the Fantastic Four the way that we wanted it. Right, yeah. so right. We have Marvels too. So you thought? No, yeah, you're incredible. It's your best Fantastic Four movie now because Comcast has stepped in. Wait, what? Yeah, what? Comcast has stepped in. And they said to Fox, we'll, we'll buy you, but we'll do it with cash instead of stock, which is what Disney was offering. So Comcast is offering 65 bill, all cash bid for Fox. And that's the entertainment division. This that's, makes me nervous. This is going towards super PACs. It really is, isn't it? I know. Like you, that, 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 that's exactly because cash is needed for super PAC. Yep. Uh, and, and it's the Murdoch family, so you don't trust them right away. I watch House of Cards. I know how this shit goes. Exactly. But so <laughs> so where this is going to go, I don't know. Disney they've been given, you know, a few days to sweeten the offer. So we sh- by the time but uh, this is uh this is uh, it it's it's going to fuck shit up. It really is. I'm I cuz greed will win. You know, Always. if we can get cash as opposed, but it's Disney stock. And That's this, better than yeah. money, isn't it? I don't know. Greed I don't will know. always win. Shit. Ted Cruz beat Jimmy Kimmel in one basketball. I know. I read about that. Oh my God. Disappointing. <laughs> Jimmy, you had one job. <laughs> <laughs> Show that blob a thing or two and you didn't. All right. More uh, business here. And uh, this is, uh, I, I'm sure the geek world has heard by the time this show hits about the whole Chris Hardwick thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. And how that went down. Well, here's the development that got in the news this morning or late last night uh he has been pulled from san diego comic-con and his talk show has been pulled it was supposed to debut as we record this it's sunday it was supposed to debut tonight with uh with lando interviewing uh uh glover but they're not gonna broadcast it so his his show has been pulled amc and uh yeah uh, but we're 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 taking the allegations seriously, and we're going to assess the situation. Uh, talking with Chris Hardwick will not air on AMC. Chris has decided to step aside from moderating. He was going to moderate AMC and BBC America panels at Comic Con in San Diego. So yeah, NBC has not said they're going to pull the game show that he hosts called then, The Wall. It, oh, okay, yeah. Uh, they said they're going to assess the situation. What is that? Yeah, well, when you read Chloe Dykstra's article on Medium, and Kat read it on the way here. And oh. It, 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 like, I remember the, the morning, we like woke up, and I was like, all right, you, you, we open up Twitter nowadays, mm-hmm. and we're so used to seeing... It's just like, um, who is it today? Yeah, who is it today? Yep. And. I and I'm like and I saw a couple tweets that were like, well, this whole Chris Harbour. I didn't I hadn't even read the article yet, and yeah. then I and then everyone's just like, read the article before, like before, before you, you, yeah, before you make that snap judgment, and yeah. then you read the article and you're like, holy shit, it, it, it's just it, it's a lot of mind fuck type shit. Yeah, exactly. And, and and there and there are people in the industry who have worked with him that hey, I I never saw anything like this, but damn. You know, you, you you read you read her post, and it's yeah. so compelling, yeah. and it's you know even because it, it, it's like I was saying to you on on Friday, even if a fourth of that is true, yeah, you know let's let's say she made up three fourths of it, even if a fourth of it is true, that's some fucked up shit. Well, uh, and we're watching Hand Handmaid's Tale. Oh, and dude, 
Have you finally yep. started getting into it? No, oh, I'm I'm about eight episodes in. Yeah, it's it's. Wait till you get to the second oh, season. Jesus. I mean, it's some of the best goddamn sci-fi you'll yeah. see, but it's so hard to watch. Right. Yeah. Well, you know? that that's the thing is, especially as a woman, you it's so disturbing, but it's so good at the same time. Yeah. So it's just this. You're just torn. Like that's you said, where it's, I'm it's at. a mind fuck. You're like, I'm uncomfortable, but yeah. Let's watch another one. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's where I'm at. I was talking to the guy who cuts my hair, and uh, and uh, he sa- I said, have you seen Handmaid's Tale? And he goes, oh, no, my partner said we couldn't watch it anymore. He couldn't take it. It's and hard I'm to like, watch. Yeah. Wow. And especially as the season goes on, and then, um, in, I mean, this is not a spoiler, but just... Because uh, we're in three seasons now, right? No, second. This we're, is the second one. The second one's about to wrap up. Yeah. Right? Like, I think the, the finale is probably this Wednesday. And uh, But um, they made a, like... There was a moment in the most recent episode to, uh, to date where uh, the 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 sentence "We believe the women" was said. Oh, and, they did. Yeah. Oh, good for them. And it, it's 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 that. Who's ob- by the Canadians? Da, 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> that's not giving away. No, that, that doesn't give away, and yeah. it also does not surprise me. Yeah, but it's just <laughs> see. Yeah, exactly. but it's just like um, it, it's. I I was when I saw that moment, I was like, that's powerful. Because mm-hmm. that's good. Because that just sends them like if if we see this, we need to start believing, and because there's things that are happening. You know, you see it on the God screen. Yeah. You see it on the on the screen. You oh, see, yeah. you hear about it on with Chris Hardwick. It happens in our own local community, mm-hmm. and we mm-hmm. need to mm-hmm. start taking these people that come forward and and, and address it as and listen. I, I believe them. I've been harping on everybody to watch this James Cameron Stories of Science Fiction docuseries um, because that watching that made me proud of this shit that I love mm-hmm. because he spells it out. Sci-fi sees it coming and tries to warn us all the time, hmm. and we don't fucking listen. What do you mean? With, with with like Handmaid's Tale. Okay. That's a science fiction story yeah. that is trying to warn you. Yeah. This shit is coming. Yeah. And unless you do something, it's going to be a reality. This won't be a science fiction show. Well, that's what he would always say after every episode. He's like, all it takes is one bad week. Yeah. And we're there. Exactly. It's not that far off. And and, and that's just one example of sci-fi trying to warn us about shit. You know, Fury Road, Planet of the Apes, Blade Runner, you pick it. Mm. Sci-fi is always there trying to warn us about shit, and we don't listen. And we need to listen. Well, I mean, like you see all these, these real dolls coming out. That shit still like I get it. Different strokes for different folks, you know. But uh, I, I prefer good old fashioned uh, well, human, human flesh. Westworld, there it is. I get it. There's Westworld trying yeah. to warn us, and yeah. we're not listening. We're not. You know? li- yeah. Anyway, I don't know. So there you go. Uh, but yeah, that's oh man, Handmaid's Tale. It's just it is really some. It's some of the best science fiction. Yeah. On television, I'm glad, I'm glad you watched it because I was like, you gotta watch it, you gotta watch it. Like I, I said, I'm only like eight or nine episodes into the yeah. first season, and it it gets hard to watch. Yeah. Well, one thing I'm actually yeah. trying to do is, uh, you know, similar to the Black Panther panel that we did, yeah. is try to get some just women from Salt Lake together oh, to just yes. break down Handmaid's Tale. I think that would be. Oh yes. Yeah. I so, want that. So if you watch Handmaid's Tale and you're in Salt Lake, hit me up. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I can. Yeah. I can already think of people that you need to have on that. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see more business. Uh, Star Trek Discovery, uh, they're currently shooting the second season, and right in the middle of all this shit, what happens? Oh, uh, the showrunners are gone. Ah, yeah. Rats. Gretchen Berg and Aaron Harbitz, uh, who took over for Brian Fuller, 
uh, have left the show. Executive producer Alex Kurtzman uh, is uh, going to take over as showrunner for season two. It's, uh, they say it's budgetary, is, is what happened. Season two premiere ballooned. Overages are expected to come out of subsequent episodes. And uh, apparently Berg and Harberts were, they were, according to people, they were assholes. Okay. You know. Uh, abusive to the writing staff. Harberts had, is said to have leaned across the writing room table while shouting an expletive at a member of the show's staff. Multiple writers are said to have been uncomfortable working on the series. They threatened to file complaints with HR, quit the series. And uh, Kurtzman stepped in and said, all right, you guys are gone. I'm going to have to do it. So there you go. Uh, fun in the business. There you go. Uh, more changes. This is big, too. Warner Brothers, shifting DC strategy. Uh, Walter Hamada was named the president of DC Entertainment-based film production at Warner Brothers uh, because Jeff Johns is moving on. Jeff Johns, who came from the comic book world, stepped in and, and tried to be the Kevin Feige of the DC movie universe. Yeah, which would have um, been nice. Justice League came around, heads had to roll, and he, I think, decided to step down Rather than get fired. Now, he is uh, moving into a producing pact, and so don't cry for him. He's getting back to the writing and the creative part that he excels at. Yeah. Uh, so, but this new guy, he, he oversaw the Conjuring movies, and those were very successful, very low budget. Uh, so, yeah, he's walked in, it says here he's walked into a shit show, and he's trying to clean it up. You can make some damn good, scary-ass movies you with could. low budget. Hereditary. Did you see that? Yeah. Yeah. I hear good things. It, I, it actually scared the living shit out of me. Oh, at one good. Point. Like, like straight up. I, ha- I had to hold in a fart for about 45 <laughs> minutes. That's good to hear. <laughs> and, yeah, uh, he no, jumped. Yeah, it was. That's good to hear. It's, and it's all filmed in Utah. Yeah, his, his local. Uh, our, our, our good friend, uh, Jared Phillips. Uh, oh, Jared's in that. Yeah, yeah or involved. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah, yeah, we had some friends on the credits there, which was pretty cool. Yeah, her friend, That's fun. Uh, one of her friends from uh, the Chicago. Yeah, that I went to high school with ended up in, in Massachusetts. Utah. Yeah. yeah. No shit. So, yeah. That's cool. We were like, oh, hey. Yeah, there he is. Nice when friends make it. I know. Yeah. And, and my makeup artist was in there, and, <laughs> and, 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 and my hair. <laughs> Shout out to Shaylee's and Megan. So the uh, the changes will be affecting the projects currently uh, in development. Uh, the Joaquin Phoenix Joker project. Why? Um, I, I'm actually kind of curious. No, about I, this I, one, I, you know. I think I still go back to Joaquin Phoenix's performance in Gladiator. Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. love it. Oh yeah, every time, mm-hmm. every fucking time. And so I'm like, okay, this this could work. But just why so many jokers? But uh, Todd Phillips will be directing and Martin Scorsese producing. Todd Phillips, I love Todd Phillips. I mean, yeah. He, he did, he did. Now, now, what, 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 what's going to happen here is that these movies they won't be part of the DC movie universe canon. You know, Justice League, Wonder Woman, and Aquaman, and all that. They will be debuting a new branding initiative. They're still trying to decide whether to call it DC Dark or DC Black. Uh, yeah, uh, go 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 with dark. Go, yeah. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, if and you must. and they're pretty. <laughs> yeah, if you must, if you must, yeah. And they're and they're pretty much saying that uh, that Batfleck's future is is not 
part of the cards of this thing. Ba- I'm I'm sorry. I'm darn. I'm not, I'm not familiar. Ben Affleck. Is, oh, I thought you said ba- oh bat. Oh, I call bat him bat. I call it bat flex. Okay. <laughs> no, you, I thought you said bat flex. I was like, is, is this like, is this some sort of muscle builder yeah. that? Sure. That, yeah. Is this like the Batman bow flex that he Bruce Wayne yes. gets up in the but, morning? Uh, yes. But anyway, all of this still doesn't address the whole acquisition of Warner Brothers by either Comcast or, you know, I mean, it's it's in a weird place. It's all in a weird place. I so just, I just want DC to, I, you know what I'd really like to see? Have you read Blackest Night? Uh, no. I think it's, to me, it's one of their greatest. I hear it's terrific. It's a great, it's a great, uh, it's a great graphic novel. Well, yeah. Jeff Johns is working on the Green Lantern Corps yeah. movie, right? So and he, maybe he and could, he did Blackest Night, and, yeah. and it, so maybe that's what it's he's one of their do. best stories. Period. Maybe that's what they're going to do. I would hope so. I'd love that, it because I feel like if they figure that out, that could probably save this whole damn debacle. Well, I'll tell you right now, they need to talk to whoever. I'll say choreograph. I don't know if it applies because it's animated, but whoever choreographed The Incredibles two action sequences, they need to talk to them. Really? Because I'll tell you what, that kicked it up as far as action sequences for a superhero movie mm. goes. Study that. Okay. You know, DC, what? Marvel, all you guys, study that action that was in that movie and 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 make it make your shit better. I briefly you know? saw a uh, thing on Twitter. You know, they had the, the news reports and all that, and there was one about how. Uh, there's been cases of warnings for epilepsy during. Yes, there. Are, yeah, one of the the villain in in the movie is called the the screensaver or the screen slaver. Okay. Uh, and so he hypnotizes you using your television. You know, there there are no computer. Ah. They're not necessarily computers necessarily in the Incredibles universe. Everything's kind of retro, but he'll he'll hypnotize you using these flashing lights on your computers if you look at the screen. And that's what has been sending some kids in, like, epilepsy and some other oh, uh, uh, problems. And so they're now issuing warnings before they didn't, they didn't, they I guess didn't. they just didn't think about it, you know. So there's that. All right. Enough business. Let's get to, we, I have two stories left and it's just, these are just things that you need to be aware of. Um, Matthew Vaughn, British director and producer, revealed that he is already planning a third Kingsman film which he described as the conclusion of the Harry Hart-Eggsy relationship and was planning a spinoff entitled Kingsman The Great Game, which would be, and they're going to shoot these back-to-back, so there's that. He also said an eight-hour Kingsman TV show was in the works, but it's going to be based on the, the American statesman. Remember in that in that second one, there's a right. group of, of Kingsmen based in the U.S. The yeah. Statesmen is what they were called, and they said that's what the TV series will be. Hmm. Also, he says we're going to reboot Kick Ass and Hit Girl. Hmm. Oh. Now they said, uh, you know, what, what do you mean reboot? And he said, I want you to take a look at what Mark Millar is doing with the comics for Clues. Now okay. the current comics, instead of the lead character uh, Dave, the as, as Kick Ass. Yeah, the first arc of the series, uh, and it's pretty good. I've been I've been reading a little bit of it. I I need to sit down and absorb it. Stars Patience Lee, an Afghanistan war veteran and single mom, who robs high profile criminals in order to pay off her family's debts. I'm that's okay that's this. what's happening with with Kickass right now, and it's uh, it looks great. Like I said, I haven't had a chance to absorb it. I've just kind of thumbed through it. It's sitting right over there in a big stack that I need to get to reading. Oh my goodness, yeah. Um. So that's what it is. He said, uh, uh, Mark, uh, or uh, 
excuse me, uh, quoted in Entertainment Weekly as having the series star a strong, capable woman in her 30s as opposed to a nerdy teenager was a natural progression for the series uh, and for the comics especially. He says, the 70s lead man was in touch with his feelings. The 80s lead were hard-bodied and, and one-dimensional. The 90s leads were animated funny men and the 2000 leads were nerds. But Patience is the very capable grown-up that we admire and want to be in this decade. I haven't even realized, I didn't realize it until I'd written it, as these things are very subconscious. But the nerdy Dave just feels wrong for now, and the very effective, meticulous patience feels right. It'd be good, it, it, it would be boring to see a teenage superhero just screwing it up again. Uh, seeing someone who's really good at this and wearing that costume is actually really exciting and gives the comic a really different flavor. So that's what you're going to be seeing if they do another Kick-Ass movie. And he wants to do one. So I will watch that. Yeah. I will pay to see that. And finally this. What, Wonder Woman 1984? No. Well, there's some great pictures out there. Yeah, yeah. That and Aquaman. Yeah, Go to Entertainment Weekly. They have all of the pictures for oh, sure. uh, your Aquaman and your Wonder Woman. But this, this, this for me... Because Daddy was sad that one of his stories was canceled. <laughs> do, we, do we raise a glass? Raise a glass of celebration that Lucifer has been picked up yes. by Netflix. Yes. Daddy is happy. Yeah. Thank you. Mm. I, that's figured that's what, I figured that this was. Because that's all this show was, yeah. is a fucking soap opera. And, you yeah. know, and, and I loved it. I just fucking loved it. That is, is one of your guilty pleasures. It shows, is. Or you know it's stupid, but... It, I, I know it's stupid, but I love it. Riverdale for me. Exactly. I was just about, yep. Yeah. Yeah. I was trying to find a show that I could watch by myself. And so I was like, oh, Riverdale, that's stupid. Lo and behold. Here he comes. Here he comes. <laughs> Damn, what's going to happen next? What's Archie going to do? Who's he going to take to the prom? I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> now, yep. see, now, see, when I was a kid, I'd read any comic book. And so my Aunt Sharon, she gave me all of her Archie comics. And I she had a box of I loved Archie comics when I was little. So I haven't watched Riverdale, but I got to ask you, have they made any reference to their superhero secret identities? Not that I've uh, seen. Because no, they had a really. whole... They had a yeah. whole no, I, I do remember... Uh, he, hearing about that because because uh, the only one i remember is archie his as a superhero his name is pure heart that that makes me uncomfortable yeah it should that (laughs) and um and uh, yeah i just i remember reading all those and just going i'll just read anything i don't care i'll read that comic book i I feel like i'm surprised they pure heart that that's very uh thor's hammer you know and his superhero costume was like superman's costume but he had a heart Instead of the S. Oh Lord! Yeah, I do remember this now. Yeah, because okay, yeah. As they a, all they all had them anyway. But Lucifer is back, and it's going to Netflix. It's not being renewed on network. Netflix Fox, will take Fox anything. Dropped it. Netflix has all the money, and they said, "Come on over and play." Have you? Been, uh, so there you go. We've been watching uh, Michelle Wolf's the, oh, break. the Break. Oh, oh it's yes. so good. It's it's, it's like it, you get it's it's uh it's kind of like a the uh, a female. Joel McHale's version. Yeah. Kind yeah. of. Kind of. Like, With better writing. Like that better jo- jokes. Yeah. It's, it's like The better Soup. Shoes. The Soup and um, uh, Last Week Tonight with John Oliver yeah. had a baby. Yeah, exactly. No, like really. If those two had a baby, that's what this show yeah. is. Yeah. It's, oh, it's great. And it's, it is it's great. And then um, I would... What, have, what else have we been watching? Problem Areas with Wyatt. Oh, Wyatt's I like that. that yeah, that's, that's been, great. That's been really I've been good. liking that one. And um, Kamau Bell's show on CNN. Yeah, I still haven't had a chance to watch that's that. That's really good. Yeah, yeah. That's really fucking good. And so, yeah. no, but there's, uh, I learned there's so yeah. much to watch. It's there's so too many shows. Yeah, there's I know. We got it. We're also catching up on Kimmy Schmidt. 
I'm yep. caught up, so I can't watch the new season yet, but we're backtracking. I need to jump now. back in. I, oh, uh, it's so good. I finished the first season, and I, I it's, forgot. It's it's so I I I realize that that uh, Tina Fey is still one of my crushes. She's oh, a, and, and like we, what a what a fucking writer, man. Yeah, no, like you know, the, the, it's uh, when you go back and watch Kimmy Schmidt. Uh, I mean, obviously. Uh, Ellie Ellie Kemper, yeah, yeah. Oh, she's played. great. She's yeah. she's great at it. But you and she was she's great with physical comedy and, mm-hmm. and just her performance of of Kimmy Schmidt is so great. But you can see that the writing with with, with Tina, you could tell she's she's oh, in yeah. the room. Oh yeah. She, oh yeah. It's such a loaded show. It it, it actually reminds me of Dumb and Dumber, mm. where there's just so much in it that you might miss because it's just. Dumb and Dumber still it, it still it, holds up. It still up. holds up. It still oh yeah, holds up. but sometimes you just it's so. Well, Tina Fey wrote uh, Thirty Rock that way, yeah. As well, there was always. Yeah, you're like, oh, I missed something around the corner. Time. Yeah, I, I've gotten to the point where I will pause because uh, I, I usually watch uh, shows with subtitle like the subtitles on one mm-hmm. because I'm kind of losing hearing in my right uh, yeah my right ear and. I don't know. I miss, I miss I miss certain words. No, there's some shows you have to do yeah. that on, you know. And so, yeah. but I will I will sit there and pause it and um, figure out the part that makes me laugh the most because she she always throws in these little parts that just are it's just great writing. Yeah. And um, I don't know, like I, I, I Julia Louis uh, Julia Louis Dreyfus and Tina Fey. Those are my those are my those are my two. Cra- you and but me. my other crush, celebrity crush, Jan Krakowski. Oh really? Oh, God, I, she's so good in she's this show. Funny. She gets better and better. I she's don't know funny. what it is. I've never seen a person play a privileged white woman so well. She does it perfectly. She, I, it's I I I I want to meet her and just figure. Hope that she's like just total, just the opposite. But I doubt it. <laughs> I don't know because she does it too well. She does it too well. But she's You're so not great. acting. I need. Uh, oh, God. I need closed captioning on the Legion. I need to go back and watch the I second to, season yeah. and watch it with a closed caption on because I. I mean, I'm usually left mystified by that show, but right. this season was just yeah. I still season. haven't. I haven't even started. There's. I. Yeah, I've yeah. been getting her caught up on some yeah. things, and so I'm kind of yeah. I, once right. I get back in it. Uh, well, let's. Uh, we're we're going to get back to the episode, get back to the uh, Han Solo uh, deep dive uh, in a moment. But uh, tell us about your new project, Kat, so, if you would, please. Um, Kat Umano in the building, y'all. I know. That's me, yeah. yeah. So uh, it actually started uh, back in February with um, Jay and a bunch of other amazing people um, here in Salt Lake doing a breakdown of Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Um, it all just kind of magically came together within what, two, three days. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I was just kind of behind the scenes, just kind of helping out. And it was just a really cool experience that we're like, we got to keep this going. Mm-hmm. And it took a while to get everything coordinated because there were like 16 of us. So we decided to kind of scale it back and me and Kiki, who's been on the show before, yes. Kiki Furia, uh, kind of took it over. It's called the SLC sit down. Uh, we do an episode every week. It comes out every Wednesday. Woke Wednesday, we call it. <laughs> and um, we just talk about kind of social issues. We'll talk about race. We'll talk about feminism. Um, we do talk about some geek stuff. Last week, we did an episode with um, Tui and Corey from Watchtower. Love them. Um, and our friend Drew. And we just talked about like gate geek keeping, geek gatekeeping and some cosplay issues and things like that. We did an episode on feminism. We did an episode on interracial dating. So just kind of bringing light to these 
you know, issues and topics that people don't really hmm. talk about. So we're kind of covering a wide variety of things. So I can yeah. think of several people who right. need, to, need to be listening to this show. Yeah. yeah, so it'll be me and Kiki every week, and then every, like, three weeks or so, we're going to bring in panels of about four or five people. And then, That's like great. I said, every once in a while, we might do kind of a larger scale, like I was mentioning with The Handmaid's Tale. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's called the SLC Sit-Down. We come mm. out every Wednesday. We're on Twitter, Facebook, at SLC Sit-Down, and then I'm on Twitter and Facebook, Kat Yamano. It's Cat with a C. And where are we getting the show? Um, so we're on iTunes, Sprecker, uh, we're also on YouTube, Okay. and then we're working on Spotify. Okay. So there's a there's a waiting list for Spotify. That's, yeah. So. yeah. Well, Pat, we were on it for two years, didn't, had no had idea. Had no idea. <laughs> we drank way too much of this show. I don't know how it happened, but there it is. This is terrific. I'm anything, looking forward to this. What? Hmm? Anything else, sir? Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Follow me on Twitter. Yeah. It's Kat Yamano, Kat with a C. My last name starts with the U, U-M-A-N-O. Um, also I teach dance and do wedding lessons. If you ever, if you're getting ready for your big day. You want to look good. Me up. You want to look good Let for that know. first dance. Yeah. You do. Jeez. I went to a wedding last night. They could have used a little assistance. <laughs> a little assistance in the in the ballroom. Assistance, yeah. yeah, in the ballroom. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Sometimes you think you can wing it, and uh, yeah, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Nope. All right. So, uh, you got some gigs coming up. Yeah. yeah. Oh stuff? man, I actually we got. <laughs> We're busy. There's dates now. Oh. Yeah. Um. Okay. Uh, Hit yeah. it. July twentieth and twenty first. I'm. I'll be in the local area with uh, performing at Wise Guys. Um, Jordan Landing. Jordan Landing. And then, uh, yeah, just shout out to everybody that's been supporting and sharing the Dry Bar Comedy uh, clips. It's really helped. Um, on on the strength of that, it's helped me uh, lock down a show. August 17th and 18th, I will be in Worcester, Massachusetts. Nice. At the uh, Dick's Beantown Comedy Club. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's Dick's. I forget Dick his Doherty. Life. Dick Doherty's Beantown Comedy Club. It's. I'll be with Corey Rodriguez. Uh, uh, featuring for him, great, 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 great uh, comedian. Uh, like when I was talking to Mark Norman last night, first mm-hmm. I was like, "Yeah," he's like, uh, "Who are you opening for?" I was like, uh, "Corey Rodriguez." He's like, "Oh, he's an absolute beast, absolute beast in Boston." Um, uh, and so then in o- October, I know this is this is a ways down the road, but October, no, let's uh, take a look, twentieth and twenty first, I will be at Laughs Unlimited in Sacramento. Uh, more. I have I, I can't thank y'all enough for sharing the dry bar comedy videos because it's really helping me uh, lock down some uh, some 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 comedy clubs and so Pe- people are seeing Jay because yeah. you guys have been sharing it and yeah. that's terrific. One of my videos is at over three million views. Uh, the second one is uh, about to hit four hundred thousand. Um, to our listeners that are out of state, I I, I need your help. You know, um, all all you need to do is just if you have a comedy club in in your in your area, let's say you live in Houston, let's say you live in Chicago, let's say get a, get in contact with some of the comedians, get in contact with some of the bookers, um, and and just recommend me. You know, share that video with them. That would that would really help your boy out. And um, I, I would because I would definitely love. The, I, there's nothing better than getting a geek show says hey when you're on vacation in, cool. in, another, in another city. So but that's very. I cool. really Sacramento, Boston. I, I look forward to seeing you guys. I know we got a lot of listeners up in Portland. Don't worry, I'm working on it. So it's it's, it's an exciting time. I, I need to go say. to Portland. You you would love it. it I need to go it, to it's Portland. It's so perfect for you. You know, there's a, a radio station up there. <laughs> you keep talking about it. Hint, hint. That I could, you know. <laughs> Don't leave us. If they were to call. Take me I with you. Do you need just, an assistant? I'm just saying that, you know. Do you need an assistant? 
I'm not. I won't. I won't be one, but I can. I can <laughs> I was find. I to say you'd be a terrible assistant. Thank like, <laughs> I'll do it and I'll take you. Like, <laughs> please. You. All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you both for coming in. Oh, thank you. I appreciate yeah, thanks it. For um, us. And uh, oh, uh, geekshowpodcastarchive.com still running smooth, and they got a new project that if you want to help them with it, they would appreciate it. Uh, because they want to go through each episode, and they want to be able to have on the descriptor of each episode Shannon's sign-off. I like that. But but that means we're going to have to go through every episode and find <laughs> and find it. So that's a lot of work. Well, I mean, you just go to the end of the episode. Yeah, I guess. But, I mean, uh, it's, it's, it's still, still pe- a lot. But it's, it's still a lot. It's 10 years worth of episodes. So that's a lot. That's a lot. I mean, but hey. So, but if you if you want to help, get a hold of those guys at uh, geekshowpodcastarchive.com, Doctor Paul, Travis the Pyman, uh, those guys, uh, they're all working on it. So uh, go and take a look. They're <laughs> they're they're asking for your help. Uh, I don't know why they decided to do that. I love them for it. Yeah, it's completely unnecessary. Boy, that sounds like a lot of work. Just but, like us being on Spotify for two years and not knowing yeah, completely, exactly. <laughs> completely unnecessary. Oh, and our friend Michael Beck is helping out with that as well. Oh yeah, shout out to Michael Beck. Shout out. All right, let's get back to the episode uh, solo. A spoiler story after these. Please to enjoy. The Park City Culinary Institute in Salt Lake City is a school unlike any school in Utah. You will train to cook and bake with master chefs who have opened Michelin star restaurants, cooked for the James Beard Foundation, and have been featured on the Food Network. Anybody can attend culinary school. It's not just professional chefs. It's perfect for career changers, retirees, entrepreneurs. Or maybe you're just passionate about food. Or maybe you're already working in the culinary industry and would like to upgrade your skills and knowledge. Park City Culinary Institute's program in Salt Lake City might be for you. They make it that easy. Learn more about their 4, 8, and 12-week programs. Financing is available on approved credit, and you can even use the GI Bill. You're going to make new friends. There's a lot of networking opportunities. To learn more or apply today, visit ParkCityCulinaryInstitute.com and mention X96, you know, the station I work for, when you enroll and you'll receive an all-clad pot valued at $200. Park City Culinary Institute in Salt Lake City at 1484 South State Street or go to ParkCityCulinaryInstitute.com. Hey, are you doing all the work? I mean, are you having groceries, ingredients shipped to your home, and then you're doing all the work? I mean, really, you couldn't send me pre-made croutons? I gotta slice the almonds? All that packaging and ice packs, that can't be good for the environment either. Let Chef Daniel do it for you. Home delivery service geared for those who can't cook, or are too busy, or have decided to make changes in their diet, and don't know where to start. This is From Scratch Cooking, in resealable, reusable containers. Ask Shannon, he's used this service. Menu changes weekly. You can order as much or as little as you like. No commitment to order every week. Daniel can accommodate all food preferences and allergies. Vegan, vegetarian, paleo, gluten, and dairy-free. Daniel sources a lot of ingredients locally. He's proud to source and serve a lot of local product. Go to his website, Cantu's Catering, C-A-N-T-U-S Catering.com for more information or to submit a home delivery request or contact Chef Daniel at 801-359-6035. Oh, Daniel can cater your party or special event no matter how big or small. Ask me or Jimmy about that. He's done that for us before. And you get a special discount if you tell Daniel, Geek Show says hey. 
If you love to play games, especially board games like Dungeons & Dragons, Magic the Gathering, or Pokemon, you'll love Haster Games. Not only does Haster carry the best selection of all the latest board games and Magic products, they buy pre-owned board games and Magic products too. Haster Games is located at 6831 South State in Salt Lake. They're open 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Monday through Saturday and noon to 5 p.m. on Sundays. It's a great place to stay and play. Hi, this is Carrie, and I'm here with my wife, Sue. Hi. I'm so proud of her. She started her own business doing what she loves. Tell us about my workout buddy. I believe that working out with someone will keep you motivated and accountable to your fitness goals, so I'm your workout buddy. I will meet you at your Salt Lake County gym or rec center for a 60-minute workout session. If motivation won't get you to the gym, my workout buddy will. So you will come to my gym? Yes. The more you know about your own gym's equipment, the less time you'll waste trying to figure out a routine. I think it helps build confidence and competency, and that makes going to the gym more enjoyable. But you're not my personal trainer. Well, I'm a, a certified trainer, but this is not a personal trainer service. So what do you do? I am actually going to work out with you. I'll do cardio, weights, group classes, whatever you want to do. I will help you with options to make exercises effective and help you towards any fitness goals you may have. That's a great idea. How do people start? Well, message me on Facebook at my Workout Buddy SLC or email me my workout buddy SLC at iCloud.com. One session is $20. If you cancel an appointment less than 12 hours before the start time, there is a $10 cancellation fee. And why is that? That's motivation and accountability. And if you tell Sue Geek Show says hey, you'll get half off of your first session, my workout buddy SLC. All right. We're we're back with the uh, Han Solo stuff. Now, ha -ha. we we have asked we've asked you to ask questions this, of us of Solo uh, about Solo, not the movie, dead, not, not Deadpool. Deadpool, ding dong. <laughs> this is every other question on on the responses. Okay, is, right. uh, relate, I won't read any specifics, but it's about Maul. Okay, let's let's. Now I gotta say that took me by surprise. That yep. that was a surprise. He's I the last so, guy I expected. So here's to my see, question: which is Why I, he was so perfect? Yeah, this is a question I've got to ask you. Mm -hmm. Where? In the timeline, where is Solo set? Right in between episode four and episode uh, or episode three and four. It's it's so it's uh, like after the the last prequel and right before. It's ten years or, or ten years say, before. Be, yeah, there's years there's so. literally twenty years in between when when Padme gives birth to Luke and Leia and episode four. They're about the the twins are about twenty years old. So okay. you're thinking that 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 Luke and Leia are about ten years old about when 10, this happened? Yeah, because he's thirty. He's thirty as of episode four. And he's maybe sixteen to twenty. He's in the, I'm in, guessing in he's the, twenty. Okay, he's twenty okay. at the end of the movie. Okay, right, but because he's about it starts out early, right? Because it's like three years later. Yeah, yeah. because yeah. he gets a yeah. Train. I mean, yeah. he actually Han Solo knew the old Republic. Yeah, he hasn't been under Imperial rule his entire life. And as a matter of fact, when he's talking about at one point, he's talking about my dad used to build these. Mm -hmm. He's talking about a certain type of ship. Mm. Uh, he's probably talking about a Republic transport. And then the Empire came and basically turned Corellia into a ship, uh, mm -hmm. a, a shipyard. Mm -hmm. And I think that's when they just ripped everything up. So yeah. he would also hokey religions. Oh yeah, he's and ancient. Yeah, weapons. because the propaganda machine yeah. basically came along and said those Jedi they were traitors and they mm -hmm. were really just they were they were yeah. they were uh, Rasputin. You hear all the legends about Rasputin. There you, you know? go. Well, none of that was true. Rasputin wasn't a hypnotist. He wasn't a magician. Yeah. So, so he would say hokey religions. All right. How do you get that ship so goddamn dirty? I I think because he's a he's 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 a street rat. He doesn't know. I, I think Windex. when well, it looks like how, this is what I what I took. This is what I decided. 
Lando seems like the guy that would take his ship and get it detailed like once Every a week. month. Sure. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> you know? Well, and, yeah. and the, the Falcon did look like shit at the end of the movie yeah. compared oh, yeah. to what it started out yeah. as. And, and, and if he's a pirate, he doesn't have the ability to stop and get it detailed. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I mean, just the spring cleaning. You know? Well, the visual, dictionary, the visual Dictionary gets into Lando's Falcon quite a bit, and he souped it up to be a, a leisure yacht and to be a racing engine. It's got so. a fucking cape room. Yeah, he's got a cape room, but that <laughs> yes. whole front that, way, that whole damn. front section where the forked part of the Falcon is, uh-huh. that whole f- section's like anti-sensor devices and a big old escape pod. Not a little escape pod. The Falcon had one. You saw Ray in the escape pod. It's it's basically That's a coffin. T- yeah. Yeah. Uh, but his escape pod's like the size of this room because you've <laughs> got to have... I think of it as more of a like a... a uh, a speedboat or a yacht kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, he souped it up for speed. And no, for, I mean, I mean that that front, you know, yeah. that, that front part of it's I like. Pops yeah. off. And by anyway. the way, God, you got to give props to Donald Glover. No, he's yeah. great. He was. There were some great. times when you hear like he is one hundred percent channeling Billy D. Williams. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah. So when you get to Maul, no longer okay. Darth, because right. he's he's not part of the Sith Order anymore. We should call him Garth Maul. Some people have said <laughs> Maul. Some people have said I don't like the fact that there's so much heavy lifting with that character. You see him, and if you watched Phantom Menace, you're like, oh, he's dead. He got cut in half, or you don't know who he is at all because you never saw Phantom Menace. You don't realize that he's Maul, and you're like, who the, who's this guy? I don't like this guy. Well, how many Marvel movies did we have Thanos in before he yeah. was even explained? Exactly. Exactly. So. This, but but this one has the luxury of being explained. Well, and this one was also I I'm gonna be a I'm gonna be a bit of a dick here. It's the first time in any of these things where your um where your labor of staying in touch with the expanded stuff, not the expanded universe stuff, but Clone Wars, Rebels, the comic books. It's the first time that they've actually rewarded that back. Mm-hmm. So it's like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. You watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and you realize, oh, there's little things. Okay, cool. That, that helicarrier they had during the Sokovia evacuation was, you know, Coulson was hiding it all along. Yeah. But never did you have the actual gratification of Coulson had it all along. You kind of have to put right. that together. Here's Maul, who was cut in half at the end of Phantom Menace, kept himself alive for seven or eight years with sheer force of hatred, uh, went nuts, was rebuilt, took over the Hutt Empire, the Hutt Syndicate, the Pike Syndicate, and that's covered in Clone, in Clone Wars. Wars. He took over all the crime syndicates, overthrew Mandalore, had the Death Watch subscribed to him, got his ass kicked, and his brother killed by Palpatine in one of the greatest lightsaber duels in anything Star Wars ever. And at the end of Clone Wars, he's still in charge of the Pikes. The Pikes are the ones running Kessel. They're the pirates running Kessel, right. and so that's Maul's group. So yeah, yeah he has the the Crimson Dawn group. He's the he's basically the godfather of I thinking about thirty percent of the crime syndicates in the galaxy. Nice. So by by the time Rebels hits, he's just a crazy old hermit. He is. He, he's yeah. he's not the crime lord anymore. So, right. So we could assume that maybe Han Solo in the next movie would take Maul down. Solo something, and and uh, and maybe Solo teaming up with Jabba. Because they're going to Tatooine to go meet this crime lord, yeah. this gangster. I want that movie so yeah. goddamn much. I yeah. want to see what he fucking did. Just so I know about fate, Maul's dead though, right? Didn't Obi-Wan take him out with that one but slice? But see, Rebels. Maul cut him in half. No, no, that's in no. the Oh, in Rebels. Yeah. In Rebels, yeah. which takes yeah. place just before Rogue I One. Would, I would say literally 
like almost within at, that, all, like almost, almost at the same time. Yeah, like yeah. Yeah. right, right around right during that year. Yeah. <laughs> so this movie, the Han Solo movie, we're a, stuck in that middle. It's before Rebels. Yeah. And that's that's the fate of Maul. He's and going to be killed by Ben Kenobi. Sometime in sometime in the seven years between the beginning of Rebels and he, the end of Han of, of Solo, he goes from crime boss to crazy old dude. Right. All right. Right. And he is he's he's Paul Bettany's boss. He's uh, yes. uh, what was the character's name? I can't remember the boss's know, name. We the also got to mention that what a great goddamn villain he was good Paul Bettany was, was he's like he was one so of my good. favorite oh, had villains in a movie some of the best lines of dialogue but my 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 favorite character in the whole movie and I was so shocked by it you had a character that showed up probably half an hour 40 minutes into the movie uh, who I thought oh here's your Boba Fett it's Enfys Nest it's the, the yes. sky pirate with the big oh, swoop bike yeah. and the feathers and the cloaks oh, and all that other shit oh yeah, yeah yeah and by the end of the movie you're like oh this is not Boba Fett this is a, a badass leader of the rebellion this, is, this a, is the seeds of the rebellion yeah like how can people hate this fucking movie yeah. and, and, and these characters the raiders mm-hmm. spawned from uh, when Marvel was writing Star Wars back in the uh, they se- brought back 70s, 80s. yeah they brought back fucking sky so pirates crazy. from the Marvel comics in the in the yeah. early eighties. <laughs> but why wouldn't there be that thing? Right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so you get you get some crazy crazy stuff in this. I I, I go back to the train heist. Oh, it, what a great sequence! It was oh. fantastic. And and somebody said to me yesterday. <laughs> Uh, what was it with the stormtroopers with the gravity boots and the cloaks and the fur? Why why are they wearing fur when they've got the armor? I was like, it's cold. It's cold. It, it's fucking it cold. looked cool. Yeah, and it's cold, man. <laughs> and it's cold. And, and, and another th- uh, character that wasn't in it very much that I just I loved is uh, the, the what's his name? The uh, little dude with four arms. Yes. Oh, yeah. I wanted more of him. He I was really, great. I John Favreau more. was doing was his Favreau. voice. Yeah, yeah. and he was he, great. I loved uh, everything ooh. that came out of that guy's mouth. Me yes. too. I'll be honest. Yeah. Though, when he got shot, I was like, I don't know you enough to care. Oh, yeah, okay. but, I mean, but he's he's Ponda Baba. He's you know he was just a cool background character that yeah. we actually got a few good moments with. And another thing, I want people to stop complaining about. And we've had a couple questions about that. All right, uh, the Kessel Run. They thought it was anticlimactic. A lot of people thought it was anticlimactic. Uh, that that from what they had heard about the Kessel Run in the past, because Ray was obsessed with the Kessel Run, mm-hmm. it was legendary. Well, one thing we learned: Han Solo fucking lied about the Kessel Run. Yeah, well, of course, <laughs> of course. You got around down. But you got around down. Everybody <laughs> assumed he used it to build this rep. Well, yeah. everybody assumed it was a race, right? Right. And and that's you building your head. That's cannon. you exactly. It's not a race. No. Well, not it's, only that, the whole point of Han Solo's character is to. Make himself larger than life. Right. He would have. He would have exaggerated, and it would have got exaggerated from there. By the time the story is being told in the original trilogy, mm-hmm. it's been legend at that yeah. point. Yeah. And why? And why? He's, he's built a mythology around exactly. himself. Why is to doing sell the, his services. his brand? Yep. Yeah. Yep. And why? Why? Why is doing the castle run in less than twenty parsecs significant? 12. Well, he did it in twelve. But the the fastest prior to that had been about twenty. Well, right? the closer yeah. you get, the the harder the gravity is on your ship, and so. Well, there's also the fact that that's a highly highly contested uh, area of space with the area of space. And so being yeah. able to do it fast means yeah. that you were able to do uh, what's the Tijuana run when you're running down to TJ to to get drugs. Right. You got to do it quick, otherwise and, you're going to get busted. And that's the thing; it's called the Kessel Run. Right. Like when you say like us here in Utah, we're like we're going to do it. We're gonna do a run to Evanston. Oh, it was the window to, run. To, to run. We're gonna do yeah. a run to Evanston yeah. to go get a keg of beer because it's illegal here. It's called a run. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. It's the, not a race. The kids in the town we grew up in, in Magna, you, you'd have people run to Wendover, and the whole thing was you would start literally on I eighty headed towards Wendover, and if you could do it in sixty minutes or less, 
Mm-hmm. That was badass, right? Well, it's high school too. So anyway, uh, let down though. I mean, if a giant snake tried to fucking eat me in space, well, yeah, there was a space out. squid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that, that you, space and, squid was cool. And, I thought it was Cthulhu for a second. And then <laughs> as it's getting sucked into the black hole, its skin peels yeah. off, you know, and you can see its skull. That was so cool. Oh, on, that's right? cool. I mean, and this what is the, the fuck you want from a movie. This is yet another Star Wars movie that did a kind of a fun thing with something from another movie. So uh, Rogue One. I actually set up a couple things that happened in Last Jedi. There's uh, right before they pull the thing on Stardust, the Death Star plans, uh, one of the files is hyperspace tracking. Well, no one figured out hyperspace tracking until Last Jedi. Yeah. They figured out hyperspace tracking. So people mm-hmm. were like, oh, they never mentioned that before. Actually, they actually, they had a movie where they were talking about yeah. imperial research. But but again, I just remind that people. That they were working on it like 30 years ago. I yeah. just remind, anytime somebody brings that sort of thing up, I go, Oh, wizard did it. The Emperor's <laughs> Lightning. We didn't know. Yeah. No. We didn't care. Because no, it doesn't have to exactly. be. Exactly. Like, Nobody walked out of the yeah. fucking. Uh, you know, no. return hey, the time. how come he hey, can do that? Hey, what the fuck, man? Fuck that. Just fucking ruined my childhood. So yeah. we, see, we see this amazing <laughs> scene during the train heist where um, somebody drops the hyperspace fuel yeah. and a mountain oh, implodes oh, on itself. That was cool. So cool. And we go, oh, that was really neat. Gosh, so could somebody who maybe flew a starship into somebody's hyperspace fuel depository perhaps cause that ship to split in half? I'm just putting it out yeah. there. The, the Holdo. Yeah, Holdo maneuver. It's it's literally Last set up that, that, that that stuff is so fucking volatile that just one Coke can size of it is going to cause a mountain to implode on itself. Imagine an entire starship full of it. Yeah. <laughs> and Running you, it, and you, yeah. And you just hit it at light speed. Yep. <laughs> so, so that's Last Jedi. Yeah. Right. Again, we love that but movie. Also, I right. love that. It, I like. I think Carrie, we've, we've talked about this before mm-hmm. too. Like, I wish Star Trek would do more of this. I do too. Like, well, they, show us the, show us the underbelly. They they yep. started in Discovery. Yeah. Discovery had we're going to get a lot of well, stuff going on. I'll be watching that. Yeah. Very soon, yeah. like all the way through. But I'm just saying, I just love getting. To, well, you said it the uh, when. Um, Force Awakens came out. This is the first time it actually feels like a universe. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. And well, it, well, it was Rogue One. Yeah, yeah. I'd say that. Uh, it was. It was Rogue One that I felt yeah. like this was a real place. But Rogue exactly. One, exactly. Interestingly enough, it, Rogue it, One was still a military story. You had all these yeah. specialists. Yeah. These but are it, just idiots. But it was. The, it was. <laughs> it was the streets of Jedha. Yeah. Uh, in Rogue One, that I said to myself, "This is a real place." Exactly. Jedha. You know? Jedha. Um, and and Solo had an interesting crossover. In this movie, uh, when you get into the the, the um, crime lord's uh, suite when he's having his yes, party, Paul Bettany's. Uh, yeah, there's there's the uh, the lobotomites from Rogue One in Jetta. Uh, Doctor Ezevon, the the crazy fucker that runs around with Ponda Baba. Yeah, he'd been lobotomizing people and cutting the top parts of their heads off and that putting me out so bad. and putting lobot devices on them. You can see them on the streets of Jetta just wandering yeah. around. Yeah, and right? there's one in the party. There's like three or four of them. Yeah, they're servers, and it's like that's the in vogue thing for for uh, the gangsters to have these uh, these victims of circumstance that have had their brains scooped out and replaced with flat cybernetics. Well, wow. Can I say one more thing about? Paul Bettany's character. I, can't, God, I wish I could remember his name. Yeah. I love a villain that's got quiet menace. Yeah. yeah, yeah you know what I sure. mean? Like, he's got just, you're like, this guy. Well, you don't have to scream. Well, and, but he goes, his name was Voss. Voss? Yeah, yeah. Voss. Last like, name was you're Voss. like, this guy could literally snap yep. at any second. And he could be like and you saying the nicest yeah. shit to you in the world. You don't see it coming. And then all of a sudden, 
boom, you're yep. fucking dead. Like that poor, the guy that when we get introduced to him. The yeah. senator. He's yep. finishing up with the uh, governor. Yeah, the whatever. governor or whatever. <laughs> you're like, so, you should put this uh, back in my office. Also, also, yeah. also neat to see Clint Howard in a Star Wars. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Clint yeah. Howard Star Wars. Cool. Well, that's because Ron was yeah, had to yeah, throw his brother I, a bone. But. but I love that he's the creepy fucker that's programming droids to kill <laughs> each other. Uh, yep. um, and then, yeah, you did see Lando's sail barge mask. A couple of people have asked about that. Uh, um Woody Harrelson's was character wearing was wearing that mask and the same same chest plate. So chances are... Well, he pulled that out of the Falcon, didn't he? Yeah, it was yeah. on the Falcon. Yeah. So chances are Lando had that, most likely for an orgy. More than likely. Uh, <laughs> Role play. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, we follow this game, Sail Barge Pirate. Do you know that in Voss's office, you can actually see the Fidelity Idol from... Raiders of Lost Ark. Oh, yep. I got one of those right there. And, uh, Remember, I, I stole it one time. And there's a me. full <laughs> suit of Mandalorian armor in there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so so what, what are some of the other questions that okay. people have that we could help clear up this So movie? we have the life debt question got asked quite See, a bit. What, what I love about this is, and I've said it before to everyone who has ever bitched about Last Jedi, I said, give me 10 minutes and I'll convince you that you actually like Last Jedi. And we're doing that with this movie. I know some people, I mean, you know... Uh, I know Rich had some issues with, with Last Jedi, and if those are legitimate grievances, that's fine. But if your problem is that a woman's running Lucasfilm, you're an asshole. Yeah, exactly. Fuck, yeah. fuck yeah. you. Yeah. Fuck you. That's um, some Tom fuckery right there. Yeah, that, that is not Rich's issue. Yeah. Like, no, he's got other issues, and I, and I, and I, I get that. That's fine. Uh, Kira's in a position of power now with the showing of a certain death of Mirian Zabrak. That's Maul. I uh, think there's any stock in thinking she'll apprentice to him. Like well, be his number two in his crime uh, syndicate. I, I bet she, of course. She seems she, like she's... She seems like a ladder climber. Well, yeah. her story yeah. feels like Mara Jade's story in a lot of ways. Oh. Uh, so, I mean, I okay. don't think she's going to be Mara Jade by no, any means. No. But, uh, you know, a number two to a crime syndicate, I could see her becoming something either within the Empire or part of what, you know, we, we do know Maul falls from grace at some point. So she mm-hmm. could be part of that reason. Yeah. Um, oh, wouldn't that be cool if she's the reason why he's a fucking hermit on that planet? And then a yeah. dragon shows up. <laughs> oh, wrong series. Wrong show. <laughs> so uh, a lot of questions about about just, you know, why would you want to make it so people have to do so, mo- so much homework on Maul? I would, it wasn't homework. We just know, did, it was, it was like a fun minutes. reveal. <laughs> I, would, I would counter that just with, why not? You yeah. know, you've already got, you've got a cool ass villain who had very little, actually, a criminally underused amount of airtime yeah. in Phantom Menace. Mm-hmm. That's true. Well, or how about this? Don't look at it as homework. Mm-hmm. Don't watch Clone Wars yeah. or Rebels. Don't. You well, just let it happen. My yes. thing, it felt yes. authentically Star Wars. Yes. Yeah. I mm-hmm. didn't see it coming, and when it happened, I was like, the fuck? Mm-hmm. Yep. I, mean, I was like, what? Huh? I'll be honest. I don't like that Maul survived. That yeah. whole thing. I've I've had a huge problem with it the entire time. But did it bug the Chevy? Not really. No. Well, he had a, he had a, <laughs> such a phenomenal story arc, though. I mean, yeah. the, just watching him. I, I love the fact that when he gets his sanity back in Clone Wars, the first thing he wants to do is Kenobi. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's just this. It's just this mm-hmm. giant go fuck yourself yeah. Uh, yeah. revenge story. That's that's amazing. But, but but again, no one's making you do homework. Just no. just let just it happen. Watch it. Just I mean, watch it. And let it happen. Seriously, I've you, never seen Clone Wars. If you don't know. Go ask a geek who does, because I guarantee you they're really going to be excited. Oh, they'll be happy to tell you. And if and if you are the geek that is asked, do not go. You don't know. No, no, no don't be that you way. Go, go like this. Go. All right, okay, this is going to be good. Here we go, buddy. Take, take a page. <laughs> take a page from the good missionary that showed up to share the word of Christ with you, because that guy, not the asshole one that showed up and yelled at you for not liking Jesus enough, yeah. but the one that's like, <laughs> you know what? I really love Jesus. Would you like to talk about Jesus? 
Well, if you can stomach it for a few minutes, you might get a nice story out of him. <laughs> it's the same with your friendly neighborhood nerd. Yeah. If, if he's not an asshole about it or she's not an asshole about it, you might get a fun story yeah. and get to know each other a little better. Find a, find a friendly geek who's excited to tell you that. Yeah, because that's the gospel, right? Yeah, not someone, who, not someone who will say you're not a true fan if you don't know. Yeah. Fuck uh, that. And if they start with Will anyway, yeah. or Will actually... <laughs> Yeah. Uh, did the so-called critics, i.e. YouTube, non-traditional media, fly-by-night geek sites, go after Solo as a backlash against Disney? Yeah. Maybe. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I think they did. There are those there that... Is a, there is a contingency of, of geeks out there who, you know, they just fucking hate Disney and, and nothing that will ever happen will be good to them, no well, matter there, what. There are people that are still going after Disney for getting rid of the old Expanded Universe. Yeah. Mm. And they're still mad about they're that. Still mad. They're hanging on to yeah. that. The Expanded Universe where Chewbacca That's was just... killed by crashing a planet a on A planet oh, landed on does Knights of the Old Republic, the game, count as expanded universe? Yeah, yeah that's. Oh, I'm out. No, but they've they've, ah! they've started pulling stuff from that in too, just a little bit. But again, that stuff still exists. Yeah, you can still enjoy it. You can still mm-hmm. pull it off the shelf and make yeah. love to it, and then put it away. Especially and, since right. they just it's, uh, it's a fucking they just, story. Uh, they just upgraded it on the Xbox One. It's uh, 4K on the X now, and everything. Oh, there you, you go. Can replay it. I, party. I always I always bring up my favorite Peter David Star Trek book. Uh-huh. It's called Q and Law, and it's when Luke, Anna, Troy, and Q get married. Married. And Peter David's a phenomenal writer, and he loves Star Trek. And he's he a this, super nice guy. He's my yeah, personal friend. And he, and he wrote this fantastic <laughs> story that, God, I would love that to be canon, but never once did anybody at uh, Paramount say, guess what, all these Star Trek books are canon. Yeah. So people reading these Star Trek books go, okay, this isn't canon. This this never actually yeah. happened. It's in the talented fan fiction. And, and, and what I did, my approach to the expanded universe stuff was, is that I limited my exposure to it because I knew it wasn't canon. Except right. for those Rogue Squadron books. Except damn. those. I read, yes. Those are fucking good. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I stayed away from most of it. I'd say about 95% of it I stayed away from. Because I knew. Anyway, any other questions? Those are like, I, oh, I, you're just like I got new Star Wars. Yeah, right. Yeah, well, you know, and that's I don't want to I don't want to be like, oh, you youngsters today with your yearly Star Wars, you don't know about the dark times when we had to wait three years between Star Wars movies and twenty years between trilogies. Blah blah blah. Okay. I don't pill both ways, cold up a poison in my popcorn. Uh, that's not a story you need. Come to hear. on, Grandpa. No, it's it's you know we we get Star Wars a lot now, and that's really neat. We've got a resistance. It makes me happy. We've got a resistance animated series coming up with the voice talent, uh, with with the uh, Force Awakens crew doing their own voices well, uh, I mean, for like, their animated characters. That's I, that's like awesome. We're so like there's several Star Wars games coming out in the next yeah. couple of years. We're so I mean, fucking blessed. Jon Favreau's doing a live action Star Wars series set right? seven years after Return of the Jedi. This yeah. is this is a great time. And I didn't get what I wanted, so I hate it. Well, you know what? I didn't get what I wanted in life. I don't hate it. <laughs> yeah, don't get me started on that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, seriously, my empire was supposed to be a runaway commercial success. I'm going to whine about it, but I'm not going to whine about my life. It's been cool. So, Star well, I mean, Wars. Just think about like we get we get Star Wars all the time now. We're getting fucking cool. We get Marvel superhero movies. All the time. movies yeah. And te- yeah. Jesus Christ! There's almost too much superhero shows. The best, you know? the best <laughs> superhero thing we had in the '90s was a shitty X-Men cartoon. Hey. It wasn't good, Come but on. we loved it. I liked it. I liked it. <laughs> you were little good. kids. Yeah. I watched this shit. And I was like, God, this God, did somebody draw this with their dick? Or like, God, Storm, do you really need to monologue every time you use your powers? I, Storm, Mistress, Mistress, I summon you lightning to strike that third man right there in the mole on his right butt cheek. I call forth the powers of the weather. Yeah. So, guys. 
it it makes me sad that this movie is not doing well. It really makes me sad. And I'm not saying that I'm disappointed in all of you, but I'm really disappointed in all of you. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, <laughs> you've let me down. I think, and and I, it's probably not people who listen to the show no. because they know our attitude. But you should be the missionary. You should talk to the people who are acting this way and say, you know, it's really. They don't want to listen. Every it, every non nerd that I know that have yeah. s- has seen this movie, yeah, just loved it. Yeah. yeah. Exactly yeah. the, my, the the pedestrians the yeah. the people who are yeah. like us you know my my in laws who have not liked a Star Wars movie ever saw Solo because they still like to watch the movies that my kids like and they loved it mm-hmm. they loved it well, because, because it was so just, fun but and they're but they do well, I think all all of us here at this table do I'm just going to see a movie yeah, yeah. and I'm not go, walking into a movie to shit on it yeah well, and I see, never do that and and I, I and I walked in with too much baggage. I, I, I really did. I had it. That that was the day. I mean, I've, I've talked to you guys about my my big Canada deal imploding on itself. Yeah, that was the day I saw Solo. So I had had probably the biggest 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 business deal I've ever had the potential of working on completely disintegrate over the course of a weekend. And four hours after I finally just put a nail in its head and said, "Stay dead," I went and saw Solo. And for two hours and a handful of minutes, I didn't think about that deal at all. And that's what that movie was. It was a movie where whatever was going on with the trash mm-hmm. fire of a world we live in right mm-hmm. now, it didn't matter. I was watching this kid just fucking become Han Solo. And that's, yeah, you know what? Cool. You do see the scene where he gets his pistol. Oh, my God. That's terrible that you had to sit through that. Oh, my God. And you saw the scene where he won the Falcon. Oh, oh, oh. Well, you know what else? Uh, there's a Indiana Jones that. movie where you see where he gets his scar and his bullwhip. <laughs> did you complain about that? <laughs> No, my I, thing, I totally did. <laughs> my thing, the only fear I had walking into it was, and I remember I asked you after you after you saw it because you saw it before any of us, Not and I said, together. "Well, wait, I didn't see it." No, Shannon and I saw it at the same. Yeah, yeah. I didn't yeah. see it. Oh, so right. I, I I asked Jimmy, and my only question because of the director problems that they had. Mm-hmm. Do you remember what my one question I had was? I had two. Did you like it? And you're like, yeah, and I go. Did it feel disjointed? My, and you were like, no. My only thing is that I just don't think Ron Howard is a great director in no. style. But, but he but can if, tell a story. But, but if you had yeah. to call somebody in to save a fucking movie, who do you call? Well, A vanilla scoop. Yeah, yep. <laughs> that's, yeah, you, yeah that's right. He's, he's the, the workhorse director who can come into a disaster he's and a go, good fireman. Here's yeah. what, fireman, exactly. Yep. Here's what we need to do. <laughs> Here's yep. how we do it. Yeah, you know, I'm, it's not the first time I've been here. It's, yeah, you, know. you had two guys, two very gifted directors, who yeah. decided they were going to ad lib a Lawrence Kasdan script, and you can't do that. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he had to do a lot of a lot of fire damage, and yeah. I think he did an admirable job. But yeah. it is it is just it is the single most Star Wars movie I've ever seen because you get a glimpse of that universe without gods in it, mm-hmm. even though one shows up briefly. Uh, this is this is uh, an old article by the time you hear this, but I'd like you to go to io9 and uh, read the article from uh, Charles Pulliam Moore, and the title says it all. Everybody needs to calm down about Solo's box office performance. Mm-hmm. Now, I know this is not applicable anymore by the time you hear this, but go back and read that, and uh, it'll, it'll kind of help you understand. But I think that it's a combination of the, the marketing. What, there, there was, I mean, it just happened so fast. Yeah. Yeah. They should have brought Denny's in sooner. <laughs> <laughs> the, I mean, usually, I mean, like we're getting 
we're getting marketing now for movies that are opening in a year. You know, yeah. we usually like with Force Awakens and Last Jedi, we saw the the teaser trailer mm-hmm. almost a year almost before the movie exactly. came out. Almost we didn't see any trailers for this, even was, even was, with uh, Last Super- Jedi and Super Bowl. Yeah, it was February. Yeah, so three months. Yeah. Three months was all. Yeah, uh, to to market this movie. There's a combination of that holiday weekend. It was up against Infinity War. It was up against Deadpool two. Well, there I, I saw a couple of people complaining about and, you know yeah. I don't want to see a Han Solo movie without Harrison Ford in it. Well, I, I'm sure plenty of people didn't want to see James Bond without Sean Connery. Yeah, um, no, I, I bet, <laughs> huge backlash. Once again, I'll mention that meme I saw that said, um, "I swear to God, Star Wars nerds." Wanted to make a young Han Solo movie uh, with Harrison Ford in it, and we were just going to pretend Did that he was young, that he was nineteen. You know, yeah. and it's like, sorry, he's fucking ninety-two years old, man. Yeah. Hey, but if Alden you squint really hard, Alden he looks, did he looks normal. such a good job, and his job did. was not to imitate Harrison Ford. It's like Chris Pine playing uh, Captain Kirk. He was not there to do a William Shatner impersonation. He didn't. Two or three times he did yeah. for fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Scotty, you know, the, that whole bit at the end of the first of the new Star Trek yeah. movies. But the only one who's actually doing a caricature of anybody is Carl Urban. Yeah. Everybody else is is playing an, a, a, an interpretation That's of a character. True. And I felt like he embodied what Han Solo was about. Yeah. Well, and there, and there kind were... of stupid bravado. And, and there were a couple of times where he does the Harrison Ford impression. There are a couple of times there is he does a scene, that. There is a scene, and it is the best. Well, two amazing scenes in this movie that, that made me laugh so fucking hard in one case. And in the second case, I said, oh, that's Han Solo. It, the first scene is, he says, Lando walks up to him and says, I hate you. Mm-hmm. And he says, I know. Yeah. yeah. It's so great. It's, it's Han Solo. It's, 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 like, it's almost his answer to any emotional outburst. Yeah. Yeah. I fucking hate you. I know. I know. love you. I know. But... He's off negotiating down down towards the the wreckage of the Falcon, and uh, one of the one of the people on the planet walks up to Kira and says, "What's he doing?" And she says, "He's being the good guy." Mm-hmm. And it's like that's Han Solo. He's always the good guy, even though he thinks he's a rogue. He thinks he's a pirate. He thinks, he thinks he's, he's an outlaw. He's an outlaw. He's all these other things. It's it's not it's not some fucking idiot trying to be a trying to be a swaggering bro. Mm-hmm. It's. <laughs> It's it's a guy. It's a really good person. Yeah. Who for some reason thinks that he's a gunslinging badass. Because, yeah, he is. <laughs> because to everyone who complained that this is well, no, Han Solo is supposed to be a rogue and a pirate. And I'm like, no. He no. came back at the end of New Hope. Exactly. He did. Right? Me too. His ship was full of money, and he could have bought off he, his life debt. He could have, but yeah. he came back, and that's when you learned. Yeah, he shot first early in the movie, but he's still the good guy. And then you have to wonder you if know. in Empire he really had problems with the Falcon. Yeah. Or is he just sticking around on Hoth because he learned a lesson from a Wookiee 30 or 20 years ago that maybe you stick around and make sure the kids do okay? Yeah. <laughs> you know? It really does make you see these movies in, yeah. a, in a different light, and that's a good thing. Yeah. Not a bad thing. No. So right. lighten the fuck up. Anyway. Just relax. Enjoy the movie, guys. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Now that you've been lectured and harangued. Oh. Two stars. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I don't. I, I won't say it's my favorite Star Wars movie, but goddamn, I love it. Yeah. What is your and, favorite? Huh? What's your favorite? I vacillate constantly, but yeah. last, that's right. It depends on your mood. Last know. Last Jedi is metaphysically my absolute favorite because what people hate about it, that's I absolutely favorite. love it, about it. It circles around in my mind. It's Empire, Rogue One. That's mine. And uh, 
maybe solo. I don't know. But Rogue One for yeah. me is uh, I've seen Rogue One three or four times, but it is a beating. Yeah, it is an absolute beating. Like I emotionally have a hard time watching. Well, it yeah, I love those characters. Yeah, and Chirrut and uh, Chirrut and 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 Bays, their 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 bromance is so beautiful, and then yeah. their death is just heartbreaking. Well, that's a See, it's a beautiful film. I, I gotta yeah. say, it's the most beautiful film of all the Star Wars. I always give prequels shit, mm-hmm. but I will not give Rogue One shit because we didn't know anything about the characters. Nope. And I'll be honest when they go into the planet, and they said, what, oh, "What's that thing over there?" And he goes, "Oh, that's to send data transformation like up to." Up to the shuttles above orbit, I go. You guys aren't coming. Yeah, <laughs> you guys are fucked. Yeah, no. Solo, solo. I would say is is in my mind the best Star Wars movie. It's not my favorite Star Wars movie, but as oh, far as oh, okay, interesting distinction. Yeah, because I, I think I think the craftsmanship is definitely there. I mean, we we can say that Ron Howard's not necessarily the best director in the world, but he definitely put together a very competent movie. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Uh, do we have time for games uh, or movies? Or yeah, we, we got time. Okay, there's no games. Yeah, that's good. (laughs) Lee's going to be very excited. Yes. Movies? Pacific Rim, Uprising. I like that movie. (laughs) Oh, and actually, I I know we're running long. I have a very valid point to bring up. Go ahead. Okay. So there's a lot of people that are giving people shit for liking Solo, right? Oh, you like Solo. That's a piece of shit. They didn't do this. They didn't do that. Blah, 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 blah. Or you like Last Jedi. That's a piece of shit. I hate you. You suck. I'm going to kill your family. Jesus. Be like like Jimmy. And and here's, here's the story. We went to see Pacific Rim Uprising. All right. A movie Jimmy did not like. Yeah. Okay. When we walked out of Pacific Rim Uprising, Jimmy saw this stupid look on my face and the stupid look on my daughter's face. And he said, did you guys have fun? And I said, yeah. And Molly was excited. She she loved it. She absolutely loved Mm -hmm, it. mm -hmm. His reaction? I'm so glad you guys liked it. I didn't know for a week that he didn't like it. <laughs> Why would I shut no, your brain? No, because yeah. we had a great time. So yeah. you know what? Seriously, man, if you had a hard time with a movie, unless you've got like a legitimate, stop with the whole Mary Sue Ray shit. That's just insulting and kind of sexist. Uh, and let people have their fun. Let people enjoy exactly. the movie. Stop shitting on it. All right. Okay. okay if you like Midnight Sun, I'm going to shit right on you. <laughs> that movie sucks. Uh, Dark Matter season three is out. I love Dark Matter. I I, ha- I had to stop. Yeah. Yeah. Why? You? I, I did. I uh, I loved the first season. The yeah. second season, I got lost on. Yeah, the, the, there's a whole revolution. Because it's just civil war the whole movie, the whole series changed. It went from being this to this. And yeah. I'm, I'm like, wow. That's true, it did. Okay. And then it flips right back again on the and third season. And then it season. does, yes. Yeah. But I, didn't, I don't know because I yeah. didn't come there's back. There's a civil war and a galactic war and some yeah. time travel. Again. Some interdimensional <laughs> stuff going on. I like on. all those characters. Yeah, you know? yeah. they're great. Yeah. Uh, Dragon Ball Super Part Four. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> okay. I think you liked it. <laughs> it's so stupid. I can't stop watching it. Uh, and Doctor Who, Tom Baker, complete first season on Blu-ray. Oh, okay. Yeah. There you it's go. Some really, really flimsy sets. Yep. Yep. <laughs> K nine. Yep. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and and the world's most ridiculous scarf. Yep. Uh, is that is that it? That's it. All right. Good enough. Mr. B. Okay, I've been practicing this. Okay, this, you're making it for last episode. All right. I studied. Yes. Here we go. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I understood that. <laughs> <laughs>